With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, welcome to WGON live traffic report for 5920 i'm eric and i'm matt and to matt's right is mr daniel lowry how you doing sir <laughs> good thanks for having me on gentlemen we're gonna get into some uh to daniel's collectibles later on in collector's corner but uh Thought we'd go ahead and bring Daniel on and let him cruise the uh, news categories this week. Um, so uh, the first uh, topic up is uh, Living Dead Weekend made an announcement regarding uh, the June uh, convention. And uh, Matt, what a... Yeah, so as as we've been talking about over the last couple of live traffic reports, we, we were waiting on this announcement, more or less, even though we didn't want to believe it. Uh, Kevin did announce on the 2nd that they are uh, postponing uh, June's Living Dead Weekend event. Uh, no dates have been set, uh, so all the logistical stuff uh, going on behind the scenes, uh, Kevin is working on, obviously, a lot of this has to do with when the state of Pennsylvania will open up to allow such gatherings to happen. Uh, if that's in the fall, fantastic. I think we'll have a jam-packed Living Dead weekend. But a lot of this all depends on how well things are going. Um, you know, as, as Kevin stated, you know, don't, don't send questions. Don't, don't overburden them. They're, they're scrambling to get everything settled from what was to happen so that they have time and, and the concentration efforts to regroup and hopefully plan something for October. As of now, he doesn't have dates or a venue. Uh, obviously he will keep us in the loop whenever there are any, whenever there are any updates. Um, obviously the, the safety of everybody traveling from abroad and across state lines is, is paramount. We don't want to, you know, add to a, a already out of control pandemic. We want to make sure everyone's safe and, and whatnot. So at this point, Living Dead Weekend June is officially postponed or canceled or being rescheduled, however you want to want to say it. Um, so for all of those guys that, and, and folks we were looking forward to seeing in June, sorry. Uh, we do hope to see you either in October or whenever the next date is. Yeah, and it's... Uh... I was I was happy to hear that he there is intent to keep the mall venue as well as the same uh, themes, which was the Return of the Living Dead and Day of the Dead 1985 theme, which is fun. It was cool. I like the uh, the artwork and everything, the promotional materials they had for that. And um, hopefully that can stay together. And I, I don't know. Obviously, none of us are going to be going to Pittsburgh in June. But Daniel, how how are you on that? You you planning on just going whenever the the new date is announced oh oh yeah uh, especially with this day reunion i've been wanting to get in real bad you guys hear me okay mm-hmm. yes 
it just really sucks for our friends overseas and everybody really needs to travel. I think it's a smart move too. I've got a lot of friends who this pandemic is actually helping them financially. And there's a lot of people I know that is not helping them financially at all too. So I'm glad that they're considering all that and not just trying to jump into it. Cause I mean, if we're going to be there, we want to be able to do it right. And how we, I'm just curious what kind of new rules and regulations this is. I don't know. This is all interesting. Just cons across the board. I've been seeing these virtual conventions pop up. Uh, I saw that Terry Alexander was doing one from Day of the Dead, and you could have like a Zoom meeting with him like this. You know, so people are getting creative. So I'll say that much about it. But we'll we'll be there. Now, uh, I will. You seem pretty excited about Day of the Dead. Who who are you after uh, from that film? I've only got Lori from the main from the main guys. Um, so I need, uh, Terry and Dermani, all those guys. And, uh, Steve, I've got, everybody. Yeah. I've got, a, I've got so many like little, I've got a lot of little day of the dead pieces signed by bits and pieces of people here and there. And I, I need certain other people just to fill in the gaps. You know, I couldn't spend all my money to get, you know, one person to sign six things. So I had to pick and choose which things I wanted to get autographed. Um, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I do, I'll probably will add some day people. I'm, I've got a laser disc that I'm working on, assuming they have people that I need. Um, I, I'm really more just about, honestly, the, the hanging out than anything. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty much the, the venue of the mall gives us an excuse to just linger around in there for hours on end and not get run off. And, uh, you know, it's just great to spend that much time in there and everybody kind of congregates, whereas the, the Evan City event, it's a little more, it's kind of spread out all around downtown, really. Uh, and there's, you know, you kind of find, where's the mall, there's all sorts of places to just, you can go grab something to eat or hang out on a bench somewhere. Or, um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about the mall venue and ho- hopefully, hopefully they can manage to keep it there. And I, unless there's some kind of oddball order in place that won't allow people in there, which is unfortunately a, a distinct possibility. Uh, I don't know how they handle that one. So, um, let's see. Uh, next on the agenda, we had. Uh, it's actually it may have just been announced yesterday. Trick or Treat Studios uh, unveiled this uh, bust of the airport zombie. Did you guys see that? Yes. <laughs> I, I, I saw a lot of video that Trick or Treat Studios did. I think they like announced that at Toy Fair in New York and they had that. Oh, that's right. You've seen this already. And all that. Yeah. 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 I saw that when they did a, they did a live video. Of it. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad to see the, the price tag on it now. That's what I was really curious about. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was excited for it till I saw the price tag. Yeah. <laughs> I was wishing there was more. I got a lot of stuff from zombie and some of the other Fulci movies, but I was hoping to get more George stuff. Yeah, it's it's a great looking collection. I really, I, I think they did a great job. But I mean, there's what six, seven statues, mm-hmm. and at a eighty four ninety nine price tag per statue, that's uh, even even for one, I really can't justify it. And it's like this tall. Yeah, it's. I mean, I'm sure it's super detailed. I'm sure it's got a little bit of weight to it, considering this the size. Um. Yeah, so I mean, what's it's five? Yeah, so we got a uh, zombie holocaust, well, zombie dawn, house by the cemetery, and 
It'll be a two zombie. We have two from yeah, zombie. Two zombie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you've got the boat, the guy from the boat. The yeah, the uncle, the, the uncle these Reach. Are phenomenal sculpts. And I, I want to say I've seen these. It says at the bottom of the art there, uh, sculpted by William Paquette. I, I've seen these floating around for a few years. I'm guessing they just picked up the artist's license to make a mold and, and do a, a larger run with these. Cause I've seen, I've seen similar. I don't know about, have you seen these around before? This, this doesn't feel like the first time I've ever seen these busts. I have a feeling someone has done some similar. I follow a guy named Tony Gibson and it looks a lot like his stuff, but I don't think he's the artist. If you if check his okay. stuff out, if he, if y'all want some money, I'll do plugs throughout this whole podcast just on fan art. Do it. That's what we're here <laughs> for. Um, and I'll say honestly, I mean, 84 95, that's by no means cheap. But uh, if I were picking up one of these from an individual artist, I don't, I wouldn't expect to get it for any less than $200 painted. Uh, maybe low hundreds unpainted. So eight, 84 is not bad, but you're right. I'm, no way in hell I'm picking up all five. Right. Well, well, I mean, eighty four ninety five. Consider, I mean, consider this is a mass produced item. You know, when when mm-hmm. you're getting it from from an artist, well, they might only that. had yeah, they they may have only pulled three or four of those from the mold, and you know, and that's where you're getting the low hundreds. Um, you know, I'm I'm sure there's going to be a few thousand of these, four to five thousand range, maybe. Um, yeah. You know, again, I not downplaying the the artistic you know, merits of this because they are fantastic. But for, for eighty four ninety nine, I, I'm going to have to do a hard pass, unfortunately, unless someone were either to gift it to me or I was to get one at a, a, a substantial discount. And I hate saying that it doesn't make, you know, I kind of feel like I'm sounding cheap, but for eighty four ninety nine, I can buy a hell of a lot of Blu-rays or, uh, you know, some other stuff that I'm looking forward, you know, to get. How are you feeling, Larry, on the eighty four ninety nine? I want it, but that's a lot. <laughs> it, it's not something I'm dying. To, I'm not dying to have it. I, the, those, I want to see other zombies. True. And, other and, zombies. and we've, and we've I, said, I mean, said that before. We yeah, have I've said got, that before. I've got 60 airport zombies and 60, you know, flyboys. And, and I want to see nurse zombie and I know, I'd like to see some different stuff. Yeah. I agree with you. If this were, you know, fat gray suit zombie, I, I'm, I'm probably reaching for the crispies right now, but, yeah. uh, yeah, but it, it's, it's, I'm, it's, I love the way it looks. I mean, it looked really sharp on the shelf. I can't, and then, I mean, honestly, the, the two from Zombie are tempting as well. They're very, very well done. Yeah. I love the base. I like they got, they got little Easter eggs on the back of them. If you look, I think on the back of the airport zombie, it's got like a Iron City logo <laughs> and a Penney's logo, I think, on the back of the sculpt. Very cool. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe one day I'll find 85 bucks laying around and decide I don't know what to do with it. And, <laughs> You know, be like the that day. doesn't happen often. Um, and you, you, you mentioned that and there's an extra probably 20, 25 bucks in shipping on top of these as well. So it'd be better to pick one of these up at a con if you could. Um, yeah. If I found one out in the wild at a show for 84, you know, and if, if shipping mm-hmm. was, was over 50, was $15 or more, I could probably justify it, especially if there was not a lot at the show that I had bought anyway. And I had a little uh-huh. bit of money burning hole in my pocket. But yeah. Other than that, yeah, probably. Uh, unfortunately, that happens more than you think, though. I mean, we were saying that like it never happens. There, I've always got like sixty-five bucks on a convention Sunday that you know for whatever reason didn't get spent. 
Yeah, I build I build in a little bit of I'm going to spend this right now, the stuff I need to buy, and then the reserves for the I'm going to look at it Friday and wait to buy it on Sunday and decide whether you know how bad <laughs> I really want it. You know what's bad about that though is I I did that once with Tony Buba. I mean it, I'm glad I did it now because I ended up picking up all his films a couple of months or a month ago, but. I was like, oh, I'm going to come back to your table on Sunday and buy all of these. And then I show up with like, you know, 50 bucks and he sold them off. So I, I, I don't understand why that is a thing. It's like, if you're going to, if you're going to spend it on Sunday, you spend the next 30 hours or so. Like, I hope he has it. I hope he has it. Just go freaking buy it. I do the same yeah. thing and it has bit me in the ass more times than I'm willing to admit. Cause I go, that's what I do when I go to Monster Mania. Diabolic DVD is there and they're in the main hallway and I have to walk past it to my friend's table where we, uh, where we vend. And, and they're usually there pretty early. So I, I stop by and I slow the cart down and I go, look in, I'm looking, I'm like, all right, I don't see anything yet. Walk by and then I walk back and I'm like, ooh, there's something. Okay. He's got four of them. Okay. So it's like, I'm already strategizing because I know certain tables are going to sell, sell out of their stuff and, but yeah, the one-off stuff like that that you see, it's like, uh, buy it now or, you know, ugh, too much money. I'm, I don't know if this is Bob O'Rourke or not. I'm not sure, but, uh, uh, that sucks. If you have to paint it, I'm definitely out. I'm only that's, in. That's Jason Green. Sorry, Jason. Sometimes. Oh, sorry, Jason. Yeah. Sometimes the, on the StreamYard software, it doesn't, it doesn't come up with the, uh, actual name. So. Yeah, if you, if you have to paint, I'd say I'm way out of that one. Um, I want the paint job as advertised in that, you know, the, the photo shown earlier. So yeah, that's interesting. I didn't see that you had to paint it. Me either. That stinks. You know, that would, that should be kind of something that they show you, you know, or, or mention that, Hey, it comes unpainted. Yeah. I didn't read the fine print yet. Uh, but <laughs> uh, um, I, I can't remember if it was last night or the night before, but, uh, Michael Felcher of Red Shirt Pictures had a live chat as he's been doing actually since well before any of this coronavirus stuff just randomly pops online or on Facebook and starts up a live video. But he did one last night and the subject veered to Romero for a few minutes. And, uh, whoops. One thing he mentioned. I can't quite remember how it came up. Uh, we were talking about like the complete Dawn of the Dead footage. Uh, so I think somebody might have asked, was there any like extra materials out there? And, um, I think we all, we all know about the German. I think the most complete version out there is that ultimate cut, the German one that was re- released a couple of years ago on Blu-ray. I think that includes everything, every little snippet, but there is, um, a couple of little other things that we've, um, that are in other, like we've seen the, what was it? The, uh, Ralph Langer, he had the old news footage, the old interview with Wes Anderson and Romero right before, uh, Dawn of the Dead came out and it had all those little clippings of, uh, you know, like Steven and, uh, Roger falling out of the roof in the hallway. Mm-hmm. A couple other weird little items. Have you seen that stuff, Daniel? I, I, not to my knowledge. I, who'd you say? Wes Anderson? Not Wes Anderson. What is, what is that guy's name? He was the theater, uh, I've seen theater the Siskel critic. Ebert thing. Is that the Siskel and Ebert? No, he was a Pittsburgh, uh, uh, theater 
critic he, in the in the paper and on TV. It's, ah, it's not Wes Anderson, obviously. It's something Anderson, but um, it's from right before Dawn of the Dead was released. See the comments, and maybe somebody's screaming at us. Nope, not yet. Uh, <laughs> um, it, but anyway, it was an interview right before Dawn came out, and he was showing some clips, and it and it shows like you know Flyboy and uh, and uh, Roger instead of like you know casually dropping out, they actually fall out on top of each other. It's kind of goofy. I can see why they edited it out. It, huh. You know, any, but it, there was just a few little oddball moments that ran long, so. There's that footage, and then also in Document of the Dead, there's a there's like a, a little extended moment where uh, Renee Banks and and Roger are wrestling. It goes for like another couple three seconds longer than any cut of the film. So, and I think it was may have been the last video. Me and Matt were reading out all the details of the uh, of the second sight box set, and it does appear that some of these Blu-rays are compiled from like another element that yeah. has, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it, it seems clear to me. And I, and I know that when, um, when they sent the movie to Argento and this is just using common sense, Argento's version has stuff that's not in Romero's version. So obviously they sent them a, a version that was different from the extended or the theatrical. And you feeling me on this? Or? Yeah. So Otherwise, how is the print contained that that's not in, you know what I'm saying? How how are those? So, so that means that the print or the reels that George sent to Dario was the absolute master edit. Like three and a half hours. And then Argento, you know, so Argento cut out what he wanted and George kept one to make his, you know, uh, original can cut. And then cut it down further. So, of that so if if we're gonna play detective and 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 conspiracy theorists, that it sounds like a more complete version of Dawn of the Dead is sitting in a vault in Europe somewhere, probably in Italy, or or just very well sitting in. Yeah, I mean, there you go. Because obviously we know that was sent to Dario's team. Uh, so and that's you know whoever whoever is you know I, I would assume someone like Dario has some sort of archivist or someone who takes care of inventory of his films. And I assume that they're, you know, safeguarded somewhere in some studio vault. But, you know, if he, you know, I, I don't know what it would take to, to strike another, you know, print. What was that? Six, seven reels probably for the original cut, if not longer to make another copy, probably be pretty expensive. So he might've cut it up. Um, whether or not he saved anything, I don't know, but that, also tends to leave, lend me believe that, you know, maybe Rubenstein's got a complete cut sitting in a box somewhere behind yeah. another box, behind another box. Because if George, you know, if, if, if George sent Dario a version, well, he kept the version. So there's two copies of it sitting somewhere, but whether or not they're intact enough to make anything out of again, I don't know. Cause I guarantee you, I don't, I don't know that they would have kept scraps. Um, a film, maybe they did. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a filmmaker from the seventies, you know, to know whether or not they, they should keep anything. Um, okay. I, I'm kind of figured. So it was on the second site one that they had to put together the Argento cut. Is that what it was? Uh, from the other materials, something had to be compiled together. Uh, I'm wondering if maybe they, yeah, maybe that, maybe I don't know. Excuse me. Um, 
But but it makes sense because it, you know the Argento version has scenes that were in neither of Romero's versions, so clearly he was hacking on something that included. Yeah, Dario know. Dario let the scenes play out more than George did. Mm-hmm. You know, I watched so. the full frame Italian cut last night. It's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, man. Even if it's just an extra half a second of, of a dialogue or or an exchange, I mean that because I know the 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 theatrical cut so well and everything, I catch every little. Every little, every little extra bit. You know what? I know a guy who has worked with Dario. I may reach out to him after we get off here and ask. Um, it's kind of a long shot, but it's probably the only shot I can think to take yeah. right now of anyone that is, you know, directly connected to Dario. Um, it'd be an oddball question to ask, but I'll, I'll shoot it in the dark and find out what what we know. Or you know, I mean, I have a contact at Second Sight. Whether or not they'll respond I, I could just you know innocently i don't know if i can get them on the hook talking about something or maybe they'd come on the air who knows uh, but then i wonder why that cut has never seen the light of day well i remember uh rubenstein specifically saying that he you know, since since we already have this cut of don the the extended one that they took to can he's like well it's, it's a ready-made cut may as well preserve it and that was a smart move uh, so who's to say he wasn't thinking for the prior one as well? Cause way back in the day, I got a letter. I sent a letter off to Richard France and he'd sent back a letter responding saying that he'd watched like this three hour version. And I'd have to dig up my notes. There's been a few people talk about this really long ass version. Um, so, and then I, anyway, I just thought that was interesting that Belcher brought that up and, but that those two uh, sources, I mean, they confirm their shit out there. That that one interview, that and on a, I've been meaning to put that up on the YouTube page, so I'll, I'll make that happen sooner than later. So the, the interview with the extra Don clips, and then the uh, the little bit in Document of the Dead. So there's at least you know that's probably about a minute of footage right there. Yeah. So there's got to there's got to be more, and then the stuff that was cut. There there obviously had to be alternate takes and yeah. stuff. Who the hell knows where that is? Like the, the, I've seen those pictures where they're, I see Gornick filming the airport zombie and he's like beside a dumpster or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we've talked to Mike about that. And it's one of those, I remember it because I remember being there, but I can't tell you anything outside of the fact that I was on location pointing the camera right. at him. And that's, you know, and Gornick, you know, has a hell of a memory. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, that must have just been an end of the day kind of thing because that's at night, and it looks like you know I'm sure they spent two three days at the airport. Um, they were lighting it for day two, you could tell. Yeah, um, we got to ask Tom, and if Tom, if you're listening, uh, give us a holler. Let us know uh, what the deal was with that one scene behind the uh, the airport building. Uh, what about that? That starts a lot of com- people com- conversating. Oh, that's that the friend head. I'm trying to think, like, what the hell am yeah. I looking at? <laughs> so that's a, that's a, a, a exclusive here. Exclusive <laughs> doodles of the dead drawing that'll be coming out soon. Get some people talking right there. Nice. That's the weird thing is, uh, there's been so much, uh, like if you look, if you watch Document of the Dead, Romero himself says in 1977 they that filmed they filmed it. Right. Uh, there's an interview with, uh, Galen Ross and a Fangoria. It's in the 180s, I think, or I don't know. It's in the hundreds. 
but it's in an article on Dawn of the Dead, she says they filmed it. Um, and then we, the, the uh, picture that you, footage. yeah, yeah, yeah. Test footage, and apparently they didn't even film that. I don't, I don't even know. There's so many <laughs> variations on that story. But, I mean, if that's all it is, who cares? I don't need to see that footage um, of the doll head or whatever they, they did. Uh, something else that came up. And actually, let me let me run grab my notes because I left it in the other room. I apologize. But uh, something that came up was the uh, Martin black and white cut. Uh, he's mentioned... Uh, that they screened it one time in New Jersey and then either at a, at a theater that's no longer there and they either got it back or didn't get it back or got it back and then lost it or, you know, just uh, nobody knows for sure where it was. But he did, uh, Michael Falcher did mention specifically that George really, really, really wanted to find that. He was really hopeful that that would surface. So I thought that was interesting. I mean, I know he adores the film, but I didn't realize he was so partial, you know, to finding that cut. So I thought that was really interesting because him, him and Michael have a pretty close relationship over the years. Yeah. I mean, that black and white footage is still considered probably a Holy grail for, for people to see. Mm-hmm. I, I love talking about it. But I love, I, I also hate talking about it because it makes me so sad that it, I sometimes wish I knew where it was, even if someone's like, I'm never going to open that box again, or I know it's somewhere. Uh, <laughs> just because, you know, you know, some of the stuff that we talk about now, you know, getting back, you know, getting into this 20 some years ago as I did, you know, as a, as a younger, younger person, I wish I would have known to ask this stuff then. Because it seems like, you know, 20, 20 more years have passed than should have that some of these questions should have been asked because they were probably somewhere. And if they're gone, they probably got tossed in the 90s or 2000s because people were like, eh, whatever. No one's going to look for it. And now we keep going back to it. I'm trying to pull up Tom Dubinsky's last email because he did mention something about that print that I wanted to add. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I don't, okay. The film and sound for Don were sent to New York City, Technicolor processed and printed the film in Aqu- Aquarius. Uh, shoot. Okay. Sorry. Thought it was Argento related. Apologize. Well, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk to a friend of the show, Tom Dubinsky, because Tom is, is, is such a, a, a great, listener of, of the show. He always sends us post show notes and I want to make sure that we, um, in, in upcoming episodes, anything that Tom sends us is a, uh, um, you know, either a correction or, you know, Tom tends to, to pick out one or two things we talk about and gives us a little bit more in depth insight as to, you know, whether we got a name wrong or, you know, something. And it's really awesome that he kind of keeps us on the straight and narrow. So, you know, if anything, Tom might, might be able to shed some light on that subject. Um, but you never know. You know, okay, here we go. On the black and white footage. I, I did find his comment. Yeah. Okay. It says, uh, an inner negative was made of George's longer cut for Dario to make the European version. Another one was made 
to preserve that version because the original camera negative was recut to make the U.S. release version. UFD did not want to ship seven reels, but would agree to six. So George cut it down. So from my, my understanding, and and it's funny because I learned this from my Blair Witch book, you have the camera negative, then you make the inner positive and the inner negative. So the negative is your source material that's from the camera. So that's what you make the inner positive from. So there's, did they just make an inner positive of all the foot, like basically what I like to call from the Blair Witch World, all the raw footage, all the uncut mm-hmm. footage. Well, and I don't, it wasn't uncut. It was just in the end. It, well, it's that longer cut. It's raw it, would be the, it would be that longer cut. It would be probably. I believe with, it had, it would have had music. You know what I mean? The temp score would have been on there. Uh, or I, shit, I don't know if it would. That's another one. Tom, was there music on what, what you sent to Dario? I, I, I want to say there's probably not because I mean, uh, unless, you know, again, I, I'm, I'm spitballing. I don't, I don't have the, the technical prowess of, of film to say, why would you, you know, why would you the, send Dario a, a cut video of the film game that has music, music in it? What's that? The video game arcade music was the same. Uh, yeah, between... but do you think, but, but do you think that's, Everything else in the film, though, is lucky almost... accident. No, I don't. <laughs> well, but I mean, you know, it's a it's a good line. It's a good line of of discussion because I mean, think about everything that George sent. Dario replaced all the gunshots. Well, I'm saying it's a all, uh, it's you know a almost every other track. It's so I mean, he he would just have the track. He could have just you know the flick of he a could, switch. Yeah, he, he could have track on there. He could have sent him all the all the audio to to both. Yeah. I don't know. And, and, yeah. and, and that could be the case. And he's like, oh, well, I don't know. We don't have video games over here in Italy that are going to sound like this. So I'll just put that in. But Dario replaced almost all the other sounds. No, I mean, I'm saying that the, I'm using that as evidence to say that music traveled with it because, uh, George didn't get anything back from Dario. And then, you know what I'm saying? He, George made his own cut. You know what? That's, you know, that's probably a question we should ask Tom is, is when you're cutting a film. Yeah. You know, when do you add? You know, the op, you know, when do you add the audio and is audio something you can take out of a cut and replace simply just kind of along those lines? Cause I'm now I'm kind of curious as to well, what, with what they're working with. Yeah. He, they would have sent the raw materials. It wouldn't have been, uh, yeah. Now you, you, that's a good point there. They couldn't have sent like a, I can't imagine they would have sent something that was because permanently when, laid when in. You, you know? Because what I'm thinking is when you look at a strip of 35 millimeter film, you see the optic right. track on the right hand side. That's on the film. I bet you they sent it on a separate reel, the like a reel-to-reel audio track. And you know I mean? and and George might have, yeah, George might have sent him all those reels of the audio. Say here, use what you want. Dario yeah. probably didn't use jack shit. That's, that sounds and, more like it. And and he sent the inner positive or the inner negative or something. You know, he sent him six reels of footage. We need Tom bad, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, get in here. If you're yeah. listening. <laughs> well, well, we'll reach out to Tom after the show and, and, and get a, and get some, uh, some more insight on that. But I mean, that's, that's, Dan, this is the rabbit hole we go down when we're not yeah. on air. We tend to start going down this rabbit hole and 20 minutes later when we come back from air, you know, we come up from air, we're like, how the hell did we get started on this? But then it, <laughs> it, it's, we, we, we have a limited amount of time to get these questions answered. 
uh, yeah, before agreed. before the source yeah. of the information is no longer available. So it, it's, we try to think, you know, try to hit it from every corner is to hopefully, you know, if we're hitting, you know, I always use the analogy of, you know, from Jurassic Park where the raptors are hitting the fence at different spots looking for a weakness. I'm asking these questions from as many different angles as I can get to. So I sometimes will ask the same question four different ways yeah. in hopes of jogging someone's memory yeah. or getting someone to think outside of, you know, their, their, yeah. the answer they think they keep giving. Because if there the program is the script answer they've been giving out for the last 40 years. Well, and, that, and, 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 and again, yeah. that's the problem. Like when you go back and you look at the interviews, like Eric had said, from the 80s and even into the 90s, a lot of the information that they give in those interviews, they don't talk about anymore. They forgot about it. Mm-hmm. So when I was when I was working on my Blair Witch book, I found more information from interviews from 1999 and 2000 than I did in 2013, 2014. Yeah, that's a good The point. answers were completely different. Because the information was a lot newer. But George wasn't getting asked about Dawn of the Dead every week in, in 1985 or 1990 as he was now. Um, you know, as he was years later. So, you know, you get, when you get asked the same question over and over again, is it like, you know, when you're in school, you know, you learn something on the first day, but if you don't come back to it, you know, come final exam time, you're going to forget what you learned on the first day. So people weren't asking those deep dive questions like we are now. And whether or not that's a good or bad thing, I don't know. But, you know, these are these are some of the questions that, hey, this is our last ditch effort to find extra footage because who knows where this stuff's going to be in another 20 years. We need to make a television show on this. I mean, just like, an you know what I mean? One of those investigations. (laughs) That would would be great to, to be able to find people that are you know, looking for these lost cuts or these lost scenes and just, just the problem is, is everyone thinks they're in a vault in some studio somewhere. Some producer it might be in some has these it in a warehouse. usually is though. It's yeah, usually you know, is these, the thing. <laughs> you know, these independent films, you know, someone is holding on to all of that stuff somewhere. And if they mm-hmm. aren't, they tossed it because they were like, well, whatever, I, I'm never going to need this. So I'm just going to toss it, you know, and it's like, you know, you know, Friday the 13th, turns 40 today. So, you know, does that mean Sean Cunningham has extra footage out there that he's forgot that he had and it's sitting in a box in his old office somewhere? You know, that that's the kind of stuff that I'm like, we need to start asking. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I think there's at least an 80% chance that this footage is so long gone, you know, for the most part. Well, the beauty of it, though, is it's not a legend. It's confirmed to exist. We know it's a thing. It's not like a, did they shoot the ending kind of thing. It's a, this fucking thing existed. Somebody walked off with it. Uh, Matthew Day says it's probably an assault mine in Argentina. Um, there's always hope. I just want to, I would love to see all of the, just all of the rolled footage, B-roll, everything. That's just how much I love. Rebecca Dawn. And that's for any, about any, any of George's movies, really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. I, mean, I agree. George, Somebody says there was a black and white copy on a torrent side of Demonoid 10 years ago. I, I haven't heard anything about that. If anybody's listening to this and knows anything about said uh, Demonoid uh, torrent, that, black and white Martin that, copy, that sounds, uh, let us know. That sounds kind of familiar. I, I want to say that's come across my, my radar once or twice that someone, you know, really. Yeah, it, it's one of those, like, I talked, I, I, I talked to you, Eric, because you heard it from Dan and Dan had heard it from someone. So it's like third or fourth hand information that someone knew. But the unfortunate thing is, is 
especially for you and me, Eric, you know, we're old school homepage of the dead guys. Think about all the guys we talk to on a daily basis back in that day that have since fallen off the face of the earth that probably they know that guy that has that file somewhere or they knew that contact or they had that email that says, oh, yeah, I have it. And they like never email the guy back. And that email address mm-hmm. is dead and they can't remember what the guy, oh, the guy's name is Jim. Well, Jim, who? You know, we didn't think to. I mean, I think. You and I probably do this in our own practice. There was, we had a lead maybe seven, eight years ago on uh, amusement park. Never followed it. No. Never, never looked the guy up and contacted him. Yeah. But we had a nice lead. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, and they used to come up so infrequently, you know, every once in a while, you know, there, we'd all be sitting around and someone would be like, Oh yeah, I heard about so and so might have this. Oh yeah. Really? That's great. Why didn't we pick up the freaking computer and type the email and say, hey, what do you have? Unfortunately, now everyone's got access to film editing equipment and, and, and whatnot. And, you know, it's and now I think the more that the more uh, people like us that are out there, the closer people are holding stuff. Right. Uh, you know, you know, first world hey, problems. Uh- Something I forgot to uh, create a banner on, uh, but I wanted to bring it up, and maybe uh, Daniel, you can help us out with this one. Um, did, did Did you get this book, Daniel? Oh yeah, I can help you out with that. Let's see if I can get this banner on. You? Oh, you're gonna? Is you you grabbing it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, by the way. Well, this was uh, just so there's not too much dead air. There's a book that came out somewhat recently. It's Neither Living Dead, Not Either Version You've Never Seen. And it details uh, storyboards that uh, show the intent of Tom Savini, the director, show his uh, show more of what he intended to do with the film. Uh, and I've, I don't know if I'm a, I don't think we've talked about it too much, even though it's been out for a minute, Matt, I just wanted to kind of bring it up. Uh, yeah. I, I know we, we've touched upon it. Um, it came out last September. Um, I know we touched upon it. I think probably right after our show about uh, the last living dead weekend, I think it was one of the first things we, uh, we, we touched on. And yeah, it's, it, it I, I like that it's storyboards and, and I think it is, Daniel back, so does he have it? So I'm assuming it's all storyboards and not. It's a kind of random comic book. Okay. It's a comic. So book. I was I was wondering you know, if it. You know had... what I mean? Okay. Just look at it that way. Okay. But it's got and each it's got notes that Tom wrote about each scene in there and what he wanted and what didn't go right. It's 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 just neat, man. It's neat. Well, answer this for me, if Daniel. If you're a fan of 1990, I, I highly recommend that. If you're a fan of 90, if you're a deep, deep diver into 90, that thing, this is just cool what Tom's initial vision was uh-huh. know, for what this movie could have been, you know? Um, my question is, because I, I was looking at the reviews on Amazon, and you can get this on Amazon. I think it's $23, $24. It's not too expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were the, the reviews were kind of all over the place because there were some people that were disappointed that it's, it's not a very long read. Uh, you know, it just seems like it's the basically the it's the storyboards. That's all it is, right? 
Do you think that maybe this yeah, would have got like an more... introduction and a couple behind the scenes photos? That's it. You could have gone a lot more into it, but it would took a whole lot more work. Well, do you think maybe this would have been a good section for a larger book? You know what I mean? Like if they were going to do like the entire. I don't know. If the, I don't know if the fan base is there. True. Yeah, I don't know if the fan base is well, there to, to to back it. You know, I don't know how much money people would be willing to dish out for that. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, the book the book right now is just just a, a tick under twenty five dollars. Um, you know, to you know, it's probably it looks like it's all black and white outside of the cover. Um. I, I know there's a fan base of the Night 90 remake, but I, I agree with you. I don't know if it's enough to warrant a full-fledged color-making-of book um, as much as I'd love to see it, you know, because we know, like, Ever Burrell and, and all these guys have all these photos, um, you know, and put yeah. together, you know, is is it enough? I don't know. Um, but you don't you don't know. You never know what, what a book like this could inspire someone to do is like, Oh, look at those storyboards. I didn't think about storyboarding something like that. Um, well, like the day of the dead book though, something, something like this would have gone right in that day of the dead book. Mm-hmm. So, but there, it seems like there's an awful lot of them though. I don't, you know what I mean? That would have been a pretty big section of a book. Well, and, and that's, you know, the kind of the, th- those were some of the thoughts that I had when I was writing eight days in the woods. You know, I said, look, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm touching on a book, on a movie that is way super popular that everybody knows about, but how many people are going to look at it from the perspective that I did in terms of how to make a small film and, and what happens when it gets huge? Um, you know, you never know what one type of, of movie, how, how someone else sees it. Um, you know, Lee's book goes, you know, in super detail like mine does, you know, but night 90 doesn't have, the coverage that a day of the dead or night of the living dead or dawn of the dead does. And it's one of those almost like, I don't want to say forgotten it's there. And when, when you bring it up to a horror fan, they remember seeing it. They, they know about it. A lot of people like it. I don't see a lot of people that don't like it. Um, but you know, like, you know, someone just in the comments, you know, it's uh, Jason said, it's a, it's a remake done right. You know, yeah. you know, you know, Tom put together the blueprint of remaking one of the absolute most influential horror films, you know, ever made. And he did it his own way. He kept the spirit of the film intact. And what happened? You know, I think it just came out at the wrong time. You know, 1990 was a weird time for film, you know, or horror films, because you're winding down the 80s. And at that point in the 80s, everything was a sequel of a franchise or schlock B type trauma films. Dan, you know, let me ask you this. What, looking at the storyboards, what's your take on, uh, you know, had Tom's original vision? I would, I would, been, I, 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 that would have been even, even better. I, I love the better. 90s. I loved it. I don't think you're that big a fan. I'm not 100%. <laughs> but that was, you know, I saw that. All right. So we'll go into my introduction here. I saw Night and I saw both Night of the Living Dead on Monster Vision when I was a kid through Joe Bob Briggs. And I was, I think I was in fourth grade and we had a sleepover. I had some guy buddies over and we watched them all back to back and 1990 scared the shit out of both of us. And it was on TNT. So it was edited a little bit, you know, for footage, but it was late night. But, and I, but I think that's what Tom has come to realize now is there's a whole generation of people like me that found that film when they were really young and got them 
super hyped on it. And that, that was a large part of what kept me going deeper into the Romero universe was that movie too. Something I've noticed, Daniel, and uh, I mean, I don't mean anything, but I've noticed that people that are like in their mid thirties and yeah. under right now, across the board, they got on love that fucking movie. That yeah. movie's the shit. And that's where you hear the, the comments like, Hey, I like it better than the original. No. Yeah, I'm hearing it. I'm hearing it so much. It doesn't even offend me anymore. You know, yeah. I'm hearing a lot of that. And it's usually, you know, they're right around the 30. Uh, yeah. crowd, well, right? and, well, I'm, not saying, I'm not trying to make fun of anybody, but when you, it's, I, it's what you're used to when you grow up. It that makeup, man. When I saw that makeup as a kid, I, that let's, let, let's take a pause on that statement. You know, I think, you know, when, when we talk about remakes versus the original and people liking this more than this, I, I think it's a closer argument with Tom remaking Night and a lot of people liking it better because they're very closely related. I mean, Tom remade Night and George was, was involved at, at a certain level and it was made, you know, in Pittsburgh. It was, it was made for the right reasons. So I can see why someone would think Night 90 might be a better film from a technical aspect. I mean, there's days where I like it more than the original and there's days I like the original more than I like the remake. It just, they're, they're depending on what I'm in the mood for. And, you know, I can, I, I don't, I think that's less of a charge statement re- liking Tom's movie more than George's. And some people think it's a, a, a technical better film and it might be because remember this was George's first film. I mean, think about how many mistakes you make the first time you do something versus the 10th time you do it. And George has said that on a lot of his earlier films, you know, he would go back, he'd like to remake, the crazies and Martin and some of those, you know, from a technical aspect. Um, I think story-wise, they're both very strong. I think it just depends on where you fall on, on, on that given day, you know, and when you saw it, you know, I, I, I'm sure I saw night George's night before Tom's. I remember seeing Tom's first and it's just, you know, they're like, you saw you know, him on the same night for the first time, Daniel. I you say that what you saw both of them for the first time on the same night? Yeah, back to back, back to back with Joe Bob Briggs and they had the all the cast from Night was yeah. there. I don't know, it was it was really cool. Yeah, and that's it, sweet, man. I can't imagine. And they didn't. I mean, how did they hit you? What, I mean, how how did each film hit you? D- different, you know, because you you know I'm in fourth grade, you know, I got you know five of my buddies hanging out with me, so we're talking and jibber jabbering through the whole. <laughs> thing you know but during the intense parts you know we're all oh shit you know fourth grade <laughs> day was my first though i saw day when i was five <laughs> it was my first already movie with my cousin jeez <laughs> that was my introduction <laughs> into zombies yep yep my older cousin yep yep let me stay up late with him and, and watch day and then we got the stars channel and i think i was eight and creep show came on stars it was either stars or encore and i happened to catch it like right as it was Right as it was starting. And I, I love something to tide you over. Everybody goes for the crate, but seeing Leslie Nielsen as a bad guy. Woo. Mm-hmm. That, <laughs> that was so good when I was, when I was a little, but no, don't, 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 um, right after that too. And it was all, the, both, both stars. I saw both of those on stars. But the original and the remake, they both hit you pretty hard. Yeah. Different ways. Yeah. Yeah. yeah different ways too. And, and I, I, I've watched them so many times since I was young too. And I, I try sometimes actually to go a year or two without watching some of these movies that I like just to give myself a break from them when I go back to rewatch them again. 
kind of like watch them with a little little fresher eyes too, you know. And I love like every time I watch them, I love bringing like a buddy that's never seen one over to watch it and kind of get their opinion and hear their little things on the first time seeing it. Like, why they do that? And, and did you notice that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I found yeah. the more excited I am to show someone a, a movie for the first time, it doesn't <laughs> land where I want it to. So I kind of... Right. I, I don't I even recommend movies anymore. Oh, it's well, disappointing. It's, it's, yeah, someone will be like, can you recommend something? I'm like, well, what are you into? Or like, I don't like, you know, this or that. Or like, give me, give me like the, the you know, give me something out there. I was like, no. Cause there's movies I've watched that I will never recommend to another human being. And, and I'm like, you never want to watch some of the movies that I, that I have sitting on my shelf. They're like, Oh really? I was like, no, just, mm-hmm. just no. You know, I try to get them some more lesser known popular horror movies that don't fall, you know, in, in, in their field of view, not being a horror fan. Um, you know, I would show someone night 90, um, in a heartbeat, you know, maybe Texas Chainsaw 2 you know stuff like that but when you get into some of the obscure stuff i wouldn't i wouldn't suggest fulci or argento or or some of the some of those films just because they're they're sometimes just even too weird for me you know when i when i watch some of fulci films i'm like i get what he's going for i'm just not in the mood for it i'm gonna watch an audience like if you go to if you can go to a screening and seeing people in there like their reactions to Stuff like that when it first pops out. If you go, anytime you can catch any of George's movies or anything, watch it in the theater if you can. And those Italian films are great in the theater. Matt, I'm going to throw something up. This will be fun to talk about for just a second. I am. (laughs) (laughs) I miss Omar. This, there's a gentleman. His name was Omar and he, he jumped in one of the, Romero groups and was just schooling everybody, you know. It's just like, dude, where do you where do you think oh, you are? Let, you just let, let let let's define schooling. Uh, well, Omar, take it from Omar, here. Omar had his own interpretation about what Dawn of the Dead was about, <laughs> and, and and he just went. I mean, there there's some good theories that people have <laughs> that are like kind of touching what Dawn was about. This guy was like on the other side of the galaxy trying to equate multiple things that had nothing to do with Dawn. He's like, well, you know, George meant this by doing this, this was about AIDS and this and that. And I was like, (laughs) what? So this, like you said, this guy's name was Omar. He kind of like, he, he was like a flash in the pan. He showed up. It felt like and he wrote a paragraph. I remember one thing he wrote like. Oh, a you know Omar. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because when, yeah. when when the hashtag I, I, I asked everything, I don't post everything, but I'm well. Always... When the hashtag Ask Omar came up, I was watching Dan, and he kind of looked lost for a minute, and I think maybe it just took him a moment to remember what that was. But that that, that is a that is a joke that Jason and I have had for the last five or six years, however Ask long Omar. it's been. Is whenever whenever it's not five or six, but it's been like three. Uh, maybe, maybe it's only been, it's been three. A maybe, while. maybe, maybe we've been joking about it for so long. We've added years to the joke, but whenever he and I see a debate going on in a, in a, <laughs> a common thread, one of us will just hashtag ask Omar because he knew it all. I mean, this guy knew everything about everything George ever intended. Uh, one of his YouTube to videos to prove it. If you need his analysis, it's still oh, probably, we oh, gotta, man. we gotta find them. <laughs> I think he took him down. Jace, Jace, link us. If he if he yeah. still has them, all, I want, there's a part of me that says they're gone. Uh-huh. But then there's it's too good. Me, it's got to be. It's gone. one of those like if they're up, you got to download them. 
Because that is what you watch on a night where you have a bunch of buddies and, and you just want to laugh. And mm. Mm. I want to see it now. Oh my God. It's been, it's been a hot minute since I've seen them. I kind of miss him. What's about Night of Living Dead 3D? Uh, yeah, I may as well. I, <laughs> I, I don't even, I have this thing. I have a story yeah. about it. When Go for it. College, when I was in college, uh, I lived about an hour outside of, uh, Asheville, North Carolina, and I took a chick on a date to the theater to go see it in the theater. What? And I, yeah, this the thing was in theaters. It was in a limited run at a little like an arts theater. This uh, is the Sid Haig thing, right? The Sid Haig one. Yep. And we saw okay. it. In theaters, absolutely terrible. And and I think that's the only time I ever watched it. And I just remember I got laid afterwards. That was it. All right. So Sid Haig got you laid. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> you know, at first I was going to say maybe that was okay, but no, I was thinking of a different Sid, Sid Haig. Uh, he, Sid Haig was in House of the Dead 2, which was okay. Um, but yeah, this one was pretty bad. I think Ben was white. I, I don't remember it. Yeah, this, I, I just watched most of this. Um, I just got a new Roku player a month or two ago. So I was going through all the channels and all the free movies. You watch like, this? I watched probably 40 <laughs> minutes of it. <laughs> and it's like, oh my God, this is so bad. Like, I, I couldn't stop watching it because I'm like, okay, what role does Sid Haig play? Because I, I tried not to read too much into it. And he shows up as like the mortician guy and, you know, he's already like already cool with everything happening. And I'm like, this is just, this is never going to get any better. Like, I think the movie peaked at the opening credits and, you know, just like it just went down and it's like, okay, I, I, yeah, I turned it off after they got in the farmhouse and they were there for a little bit. And I'm not seeing it. I must not have it. I think there was a, there was a couple in a barn or something getting ready to have sex or having sex and they heard the screams or whatever. I don't know. I, I just, it couldn't keep my attention because I think I wore myself out just laughing at the absurdity of Night of the Living Dead in 3D. Even with Sid Hagen. God bless Sid Hagen. I love the man to death. He was yeah. such a sweetheart. But, That's you know, something you and I have a love for. Is it, it, You and I love Joe Ripple to death with this Scares That Care um, yeah. horror convention. I, I, I've, been, I've been a buddy of him for a long time. I, I've donated all kinds of stuff to him to help him out. I've actually donated yeah. some stuff that George and Savini had signed. Yeah, yeah, Joe, Joe Ripple, for those of you guys that, you know, might not be familiar, there's a, a charity called Scares That Care. And the, the point of the charity is to raise money for those that are going through a tough time, whether it's disease or accident. And every year there's a convention in Williamsburg, Virginia. And, and throughout the year, they pick three special people to donate money to one child, one, um, woman battling breast cancer and then a burn victim, I believe is the third one. Um, and the convention is one of the absolute most family friendly laid back environments. I've never been to an event that people are are just so happy to be there to be around each other. And it's a charity. So, you know, it's not to break the bank. They get some great guests, a lot of authors, a lot of nice vendors, a lot of things. Um, it's it's a show that really helps you remember why you love horror movies, and and you just 
get a chance to to sit with a lot of these people and it's not a crowded monster mania or comic-con type event but yeah joe ripple's one of the one of the absolute best people in the world and i would do anything for him um but yeah he his show always you know is a good reminder of why i'm I'm a fan of the genre and why i think horror is the absolute best thing you know happening in movies because we have the best fans the best movies best locations (laughs) um you know, and, and it all stems from, from George. You know, I wouldn't be a horror fan if it weren't for George. First, uh, I read Jason's comment. I thought he said, I did a Living Dead 30, and I was like, do we really have to talk about that piece of shit tonight? Yeah. Cover it one day. It's been a minute. <laughs> one thing I was thinking about when we were on the Night 90 book earlier is what it reminded me of, and which I is a different book that I didn't think was a really good value. Um, love the love what's in it, but I don't know if either one of, did either one of y'all get this? Oh, no, I haven't no. gotten it. I mean, I, the pictures are amazing, and uh, Peter Johnson did this artwork, but I mean, you can see it's just uh, maybe not. It's like a couple words at the front, sorry, mm-hmm. and then it's just basically the, the pictures, you know. Sorry, I'm doing it. No, they're not even in color. Sorry, no, this is not. <laughs> is it? Yeah. I mean, and honestly, I think that the uh, the resolution was better on like the screen grabs that I got off of the guy's blog. It's uh, I mean, I, I you know, if you want the book, I'm I'm not upset that I have it, but you know, after you get it and you see the 25 pages and you're kind of done with it, it's like, okay, that was fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, there, I was, I was thinking about getting it when, when he first started talking about it and Peter was, was doing the artwork and, and Peter's artwork is fantastic. Yeah. Mm. When I saw people coming out with it and I actually, I think Marty Schiff had a copy of it at his table at the living dead weekend a couple of years ago. I was disappointed. Mm. There was no anecdotes. There was no, you know, paragraph or page, you know, about that photo or about what might have been happening. If they were there, I probably would have bought it already. But yeah, he, he expressed no real, like when he was there, he's like, it was just another gig. It was, he just took some pictures one night and it turned out to be something years later. And he, I mean, it's basically, he's got like a little, maybe 200 word intro and that's about it. Just yeah. saying that he, he doesn't remember anything. Was that Richard Burke? Richard yeah. Burke. That's yeah, it. Yeah, I found he's got. A, he's selling a lot of those uh, photos I saw on. Um, man, it was Redbubble. Uh, yeah, that? I remember that. Yeah, yeah you know the price yeah. range. I have no idea. I had a very, I had a very interesting Facebook exchange with him a couple of years ago. Kind me of too. turned me off to also buying the book for him. It, it just. It, it made me pump the brakes a little bit on that on that purchase just based off because of, he didn't know who I was. I knew who he was, but he just. Just the kind of way he came at me on a conversation that he was not involved with. It just kind of, unfortunately, soured me. Yeah, no shit. Hmm. It sucks. Um, I mean, you know, yeah, we. I don't know the guy personally. He took some pretty clutch photos. Let's see. Mark Norris said there. He's made a comment. It's a, it's a shame, lost opportunity. Richard Burke is a great guy, but he never knew at the time what he was sad on. Yeah. I mean, I think even now he doesn't really care all that much yeah. um and you know when we've been barked we've barked about it before but we're all waiting on the uh catherine colbert collection now that 
I'd gladly drop the twenty five thirty. For, but I mean, at the same, I would want some full color glossies. I don't want, you know, I want a a reflection of the actual image. I don't, I don't want some compressed black and white horse shit. I mean, if that's, that's hard for me to do, like when I do my artwork and I'm looking up reference photos. You know, I've got files and files on my computer of stuff I've saved for years. But I mean, there's certain images I want to do, but like I'll go to detail isn't that. You know, because the, the, these images are so there's not a lot of them floating around, too. Well, and, and too, I mean, I'm, I'm, sh- you know, they're in black and white where they shot in black and white. So is there not a color reference? Right. You know, and that's probably, you know, 1977 color photography was still a thing, especially for, you know, actual photographers. And they probably did it black and white because they knew they were probably going to be printed in trade magazines and newspapers. Yeah. And, and not having to go to color and lose, you know, clarity and, you know, and, and, and whatnot. So that's probably why you'll probably never get a full color shot of, you know, one of the hero shots from one of the Dawn lobby cards or whatever. I'm okay with them being in black and white. It doesn't bother me none. I just want to see what else she has because she has to have rolls and rolls and negatives. As long as it's got good resolution. Yeah. I'm sure they do. I'm sure. I mean, I mean in the, and the final product, I mean. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, yeah, if you got the negative, you can make a pretty decent-sized photo. Well, that's what I'm screaming. This guy didn't do it, Richard Burke. I don't know what. He might have might not re-scanned him. He might have. Because, <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, I mean. And, and, you know, I think I could have taken the, uh, the stuff off his blog and probably done. Well, when you don't print anything from Facebook because it downgrades it to 72 DPI yeah. and it really, you lose a lot of quality when you upload, even a professional photo, some of my professional photos, if I don't do stuff to them in Photoshop for Facebook, mm-hmm. you lose a lot of that clarity right off the bat. So I end up, any photo that I post on Facebook of my photography, I have a Facebook file and a regular printable file that I can use elsewhere because you, you have to sharpen it. You have to do so yeah. much stuff to it just to make it look good on Facebook. And it's almost even not worth putting your photography on Facebook for the extra work. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Hey, I wanted to, we talked about this last week and uh, we've already got plenty of cast members lined up, but we still have a lot of roles to fill on our day of the dead live audio play. Um, if you're interested, contact us at WGON radio at gmail.com or you can reach out to me on Facebook. Uh, just send me a, a message and we can work something out. But roles are filling fast, but there are quite a few speaking uh, parts, still some big ones and small ones left. Yeah. We need so a professional we'll zombie moaner. <laughs> we will need some of that, you know. We'll you know, yeah. I mean, there, you know, you get enough people that are acting as zombies and, you know, remember the final scene, there's a lot of zombies in one, one scene. You can get those different voices and pitches and, and mm-hmm. sounds. So, you know, it, it, you know, reach out to Eric and let him know what you're interested in. He'll let you know what you have. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a very fun project to do. Um, just to reiterate or just restate what it is, it's a audio play uh, on the original uh, script for Day of the Dead, so it won't reflect the final film. It'll be what George's original treatment uh, with a, a, a lot more characters. So uh, it ought to be interesting. And I, I've been thinking about music too. I mean, I'm not quite there. I probably want to arrange. The voices, but we'll, I'm gonna, we're gonna do music, sound effects, you know, do some gunfire stuff just to kind of, you know, add some atmosphere. So Daniel's on board. Yes, sir. Captain Rhodes here. 
<laughs> I can't do a good Joe Pilato. I, I, I read a little bit of the other day just to give it a test run. So you're going to get red, redneck roads. So it'll be, it'll be roads played by somebody. Well, and, 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 I think, and, and I think too, it's important to think, you know, it doesn't have to mirror what right. George ended up. Yeah. This is yeah. going to be, you know, what his original script was before yeah. he cast it's, 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 it's a huge difference. Huge difference from the script than what actually ended up getting filmed. Yeah, so I, I think it'll be a great standalone companion piece to say, hey, this was George's original script. Let's see what we can do with it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's definitely not going to detract from, from the final product, but I think, I think people are, are, are going to enjoy it once we get it all together and finished because we're going to narration. We got the characters. We're going to have the zombies. You know, hopefully the sound effects and the music, like Eric said, this will be a, you know, a full fledged audio production. Mm-hmm. I was even thinking of get well. I talked to a local artist that has has never seen or is not familiar with George Romero, and I sent him the script and I was like, "Hey, give me like fifteen or so just set sketches, and just so we could do like a slideshow to kind of go with the video version of it." But I mean, I, I'm fascinated to see what he comes up with. Somebody that's not familiar with Rhodes or Bob or any of those characters, just you know what I mean? It'd be a, just another way of taking a completely fresh look at it. So yeah, I'm excited about it. And reach out WGO and radio at gmail.com. Several uh, roles left, but they are filling up fast. So if you're interested, get in touch. Yeah, and as we get the roles filled up, I was just gonna say, as we get the roles filled up, we'll give you guys more information as to deadlines, as to what to give, how to give it, uh, so we can get this all compiled here pretty soon. So we don't we don't lose steam on it. You know, I'm I'm excited. I want to hear this. I want to get it done. <laughs> you know. Uh, Jace has some pro, uh, level audio sound effects for zombies. I appreciate it, Jason. You know, hey, Jason, if you feel like doing some musical sketches that you'd like to inc- include, um, my email inbox is, is wide open, sir. Uh, I, I have a feeling if he does that, there's going to be a heavy Prince influence for, for Jace. That's fine. He's big, big, I, big I Prince some, fan. Uh, Funky synth. I was gonna say I would, I'm not opposed to that. I just have a feeling there'd be some uh, there'd be some Prince influence. <laughs> and Mark doesn't want to let us down. Uh, I tell you what, Mark, <laughs> maybe we could get you. There's like literally. Uh, I think there was one part where there's like a a person on an intercom that has one line. I mean, you know, we'll get you on that one, Mark. We'll figure something out. So look, Jace is on it. <clears throat> You know, Mark, I, I sent him a message. Will you let him know that I sent him one? Uh, is I, I don't think we're we're Facebook friends yet, so let him know that I've sent him a message about it. And uh, and Jace will ask. Uh, spoil it. Jace will ask Prince. <laughs> <laughs> that would be wild if Prince did a uh, soundtrack for Day or any horror uh, film. Mm-hmm. You know, that'd be that would be an interesting that would be an interesting sound. All right, Daniel, I want to take a minute for you to talk about uh, Daniel Lowry's Doodles of the Dead and some of the artwork that you've been doing lately and where people can uh, can see it and what you what you have planned with it. Well, uh, I don't know where to begin with this because I don't really know what I want to do with it. I know that I'm just going to keep doing it and just kind of see what happens with it. Uh Started going deep about a year ago. 
I started drawing a couple of, well, let me start way back. I originally started, I was started as a vendor at conventions a long time ago. I, I did something called Undead Art by Daniel Lowry. And I just draw fan art of all kinds of stuff. And that's how I made money. That's how I would help pay for autographs when I was doing conventions. But this mm -hmm. is back when I could get a table for $100 for a weekend. And now those same places are going to want to charge me $500 for a weekend. What year is this, roughly? I started early 2000s. Okay. Well, so damn. You've been early yeah, I've been doing it for a long time. Um, you, were, you were just a youngster back then. Yeah. Yeah, doing that. Uh, so I've always been in the in the horror movies and stuff, but really, yeah, like Romero is really what got me what got me big in the horror. I think it really started when I was in. I've always been a zombie guy, um, and that's Romero's fault too. I didn't really get into Return of the Living Dead until I was a little older, more like college years. But Dawn just scared the shit out of me when I saw it when I was a kid, and that's really what got me going deep. And then the laser discs for everything that had all the bonus features on it. You know, before DVD, you know, really got me into how they made it is really what got me more interested in more George's work and why I started uh, going out for uh, uh, more of his material. But, yeah, mm -hmm. I'm, I've started doing – I've always done little George sketches and, and paintings here and there. Uh, but I just decided I, – I had stopped drawing for maybe, ah, gosh, maybe four years. And I was looking for an excuse to pick it back up. And one day I did a couple George – you know, drawings from George's drawing. I'm just going to keep doing this. It was kind of like a good therapy for me. It was something I like doing. I've done commission work where I've drawn people's babies and blah, 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 but that's just not fun to me anymore because it's so stressful. If somebody's paying you to draw their baby, you know, like, ah, oh, I'd rather just do what right. I want to do. I'd rather just draw what I want to draw and stick with it. But, um, I started doing it with pen and then I've switched mainly back to pencil. Uh, I've got a couple things I'll show you guys around here uh, in, in a little bit, uh, that I can show you. But just trying different media out, just trying to make myself better. I, I'm actually not a big fan of Photoshop. Like I love seeing, I love seeing fan art. If, if you, if you're in any of the Dawn of the Dead groups or Living Dead Weekend, like I love sharing other people's fan art, not just drawings and paintings, but sculptures. Like I love, love, love seeing what, what everybody, what everybody, what everybody does. I, I hunt for that stuff on the regular. Um, so. I'm just trying to get better at everything I do. I just, I just don't personally me. I don't go for the Photoshop. I prefer traditional arts. That's, that's what I usually stick with. I've got a couple pieces I've done in Photoshop, but I'll be uploading those here soon. If you dig back deep enough, you might find some of them already in some of the pages. Right. But yeah, I, I don't know. I guess we'll play a game. I don't really know what to show off. I, I guess I'll show some different stuff from and go with the pencil. Um, I don't know. Pick one, pick a, pick a Romero movie. Or a character. Let's see what I got. Cause, all right, I'm posting one, I'm posting one picture a week, guys. Uh, and, and depends on what the movie is, is where I, where I put it. I have a Doodles of the Dead Facebook page, but it gets zero traffic because I'm not giving Zuckerberg any money to promote it. Okay. So really you can find it on my personal page on Daniel Lowry. Um, I, I've, I got three kids now, so I'm, I don't have a lot of time to promote and do stuff. <laughs> Every Friday I, I post a new drawing. Um, and I like doing that because that keeps me consistent. Um, just I'm, I'm I'm already a year ahead of myself. <laughs> I've got I've got a little over a hundred now, but uh, I think I started posting them back in maybe August wow. of last year. Yeah, I've, my goal has been I started off doing four a week, and now I'm doing a minimum of two a week. And if I miss something, I try to uh, I try to make up for. Like I did I did four this week already. I've so as a quarantine. Go ahead. So in, in regards to your 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 doodles of the dead Facebook page. 
the more you interact with it, the more people pick up on it. The algorithm will, will right. keep it up. Like I, ha- I have a page for my Blair Witch experience that pretty much lays dormant nine months out of the year. But every once in a while, someone pings it and I get more activity. Yeah. So the more times you post to that and share it, the more traffic. Click, yeah, yeah. You can do that without sponsoring. Yeah. So I, I, just, I don't, I don't social media a lot. That's a weird thing about me. So this is actually like the, this, yeah, this is the first podcast type thing I've ever done. I don't know. I'm, I'm for technology, but I'm against it at the same time. I work in cybersecurity too. So the shit weirds me out. I don't know. I'm just old school. You'll notice I don't post a lot. Like my wife posts most of our like personal stuff, like, you know, hang with the mm-hmm. babies and stuff like that. I let her handle that. It's just, I, I really only check Facebook when I'm taking a shit. <laughs> I, 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 honestly, I, I, when I'm on the Facebook, if you want to, if you see me commenting or talking, it's usually I'm taking a dump or I'm just bored somewhere. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not on it often. I'm, I'm an old soul, man. I grew up on a tobacco farm and I live in a, uh, a real country town. So my house, which we'll see here shortly, um, is very interesting from where I come from. And I don't know. Everybody's running right now. I'm not wearing masks and everything. It's, it's how it's. Bad where I'm, at. I'm not wearing any pants for this podcast either. Yeah. So, you know, I don't have a mask or pants on. So oh, we won't judge you. But yeah, I wanted, I, I wanted to go deep with the drawings, man. So I, I, I've got stuff from George's commercials. I got behind the scenes photos and this is just something neat. I, I don't know. Let's see, see the commercial stuff. Uh, I'm, in the, I'm way into that. I was going to say, Eric, I knew Eric was going to jump on that before I asked for something. I said this one the other week. That's called uh, yeah. Calgon. Yeah, I, I, and look, I don't sell these for a couple reasons yet. I mean, I've posted them online a couple times. We needed help earlier, especially when all this went down. But I don't know what to do with it, and I don't want to have to have the trouble of of selling it. Because if I sell, if I start an Etsy page, I got to deal with looking at it every time to see if somebody buys something. And I, I'm just, I'm lazy, y'all. I'm lazy, and I don't have the time to do any of this stuff. I do this for the fans, man. That's really why I do this. I do this for the fans. And if one day something comes out of it, that's great. But what I got to watch well, is I've got people all the time that don't really know. They're like, why don't you sell prints and why don't you sell prints? And I was like, yeah, I could do that, but it's not technically legal, you know, and I don't want to piss off the people that made these movies that I love so much. I don't want to piss them off by, you know, doing that. So uh, um, if anybody wants something, just hit me, a, PM me, and we can talk about selling stuff. But I, I, I've decided I'm not even going to advertise that I'm, that I'm selling them. I did do anything. I, I, I mean, there, there's a fine line with, with, with fan art. And, you know, you're not a commercial studio that's that's going to make money yeah, hand over right, fist. Right. You know, you're, you're doing it because you love it. People want your art. They're called I, I mean, for a reason too. Like I, not, I mean, I mean, come on, it, it, you're not mass producing doing, these. You, you didn't make up. You didn't make a thousand prints of, right. of Kyra from Night of the Living Dead. Right. Well, you, no, no. you're okay with selling an original, right? Oh yeah, I will sell originals all day. That's I'm actually that, that a vendor. Yeah, I'll be a vendor at the weekend So uh, that's another thing I was hoping of and keeping that kind of radio silent. But yes, I was scheduled to be a vendor at the at this year's event in Monrovia. Well, I, I like what I'm hearing there, Daniel, because just because you can, a lot of people think just because you can, go ahead and do it. Yeah, it, it, it does do not what it means. It means, you know, yep. you know, govern yourself properly and do the right thing, you know, and it sounds like that's what you're doing. Yep. And there's, the, don't feel yep. that there's and a I mean, need to have I to sell it. it. I'm scared to put money in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have to sell it. These are for my kids, too. If they give a shit about it when I'm older, that's great. And if not, you know, my wife can take them and throw them in a trash can or sell them or, you know, whatever. They're, they're here. But I, I don't know really this. I'm sure there might be somebody else that does it, but I don't know anybody else. I don't really know any other artists that have just focused on drawing nothing but, you know, one group, one group set of movies. I just thought it'd be, it was just a really neat 
concept. One artist that has done nothing but not in life, but dedicated a lot of time to just drawing. It, it keeps people up to date with it too. Like there are people on my Facebook, on my Facebook aren't necessarily horror fans. You have people that I grew up with. So for them to, to, to see this stuff, you know, it, believe it, it's keeping people interested in Romero's work. You know, it keeps, it, it's a conversation starter when he posted in some of the groups, you know, that, that's really why I like the one. I like, I like the reactions that I, that I get out of. And keep doing it for that reason. Daniel. Yeah. Are you able to show the one that you DM'd me the other day, or, or is that handy? Show the what? The one that oh, you, yeah. you sent me and DM. I got a couple, yeah, yeah. So I did one for Eric. This is the black and white, uh, Jesus, hang on, pen version of Ken. <laughs> and I attempted it with a colored pencil, and I think it looks like <laughs> I think it looks no, like I, a, I, I dig the color one just because I know, yeah, you know, I, that I scene in, in pennies. Yeah. Oh, oh of course we are. We're, we're always our worst script. Why don't you, um, oh, you show the I one you to show, for me? I have a stack here. I was going to show you guys of, uh, ones that I've been holding off from posting. I thought that would be fun to go through. Right. Show you, yeah. Show, you some the, show us some of the ones I was like, ah, that looks like shit. I ain't, I'm not going to post that one. I'm not going to do that. So, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll show a, a, a little tease of some stuff too. I don't know. Here's the one I got coming up with. But I, I can never make up my mind, like, what I want to do. Not so, like, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it in, you know, that's in pen. And I'll turn around and color some of them, too, just to see, you know, what route I want to go with. Kind of like a test. So I'll draw my actual drawing, and then I'll scan it, and I'll print a copy of it out. And then I'll color the copy just to be like, okay, do I want to fuck up my original and put color on it or what? Kind of like a test. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of like a little test. Here's one I, I posted a week or two ago that I did in Photoshop. So that's the sketch of the – this is from the Creepshow TV series. Nice. And I did them in a marker and then I put them in Photoshop and kind of doctored them up a little bit. So that's the point I'm trying to make is I'm just, I'm trying different mediums out. I'll take you over there in a little bit and show you some paintings and stuff here in a little bit. Here, uh, here's two I didn't think made the cut. I got a Leslie Nielsen from Creep Show mm-hmm. and, uh, Mr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's another one. This one's still a work in progress. But yeah, I started doing the cast, sitting around watching the watching the TV, oh, and I tried nice. to color it out. I like it. Nice, I like that one. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a really. Oh, I'm not gonna show you everything. Can't do that. Where I want to go? Let's try to find. Yeah, you did okay. a nice bruiser one for me for my birthday yeah, this year. That, that I, uh, I gotta get that to you. I was hoping to give it to you in June. Oh, nice, love it. It's really sharp. sharp. Yeah. Uh, here's a. This is probably gonna. I thought about putting this one up this week. Where's it at? Oh, nice. <laughs> that's the first one I've done. I got a couple from Creep Show 2, but that's the first one I've done from Creep Show 2. That nice. I got on here. I got a Chief Woodenhead, too. Let's see. You big on Creep Show 2? Uh, yeah, uh, yes. Yes, of course, Creep Show one more, but yes, I'll dig on Creep Show 2 and Tales from the Dark Side. You know, I'll, I'll dig yeah, on yeah. that. You one need one's to... not, this one's still not finished, but... Oh, nice. Like I like that. that. I like that. You need to do one of that high tone son of a bitch sometime. Yeah. <laughs> Here's one I did, uh, this week. Uh, you might, I, like, I like this one. I don't know if we can see it. I'm having a hard time. Miguel. Oh, okay. Now I see Miguel. it. Miguel. Okay. Nice. So yeah, I'll mix the, I've started really doing more with the pencil here lately. I'm getting better results from eyeballs and stuff with pencils and I've never really drawn in pencil. So I'm, just playing, just playing. 
I love the two evil eyes I did the other day. Oh, fuck it. It was Richard Francis' birthday this week, so we'll, I'll show that one. Mm. Yeah, good one. The, pen, the pencil's just, that's a pencil. I, I, so I, I started doing the pencil not that long ago and I, I'm, I'm sticking with the pencil. I'm getting, I'm much happier with my results. This one went up this week. Shit. Sorry, I'm looking that's at everything nice. over here. Yeah. Nice. But yeah, I, I do this for the fans, man. I, 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 it's just too much work for me to have to do, but it doesn't take me long to do these. Uh, I gotta give some Night Riders love, so I'll show one more. Mm, that's blue. blue. Yeah. All right, last one. Last one, and I'm not gonna show any more. Oh yeah, I like that. Yeah. Nice. So there's a little preview of coming attractions, guys. But yeah, <laughs> I, I just I would lo- the I would love to be able to have like a little coffee table or book something, you know, you know, like in the future. But like, getting license rights and all that for blah 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 blah. So I'm not gonna pursue this really hard. But if anybody wants to reach out about it, reach out. Mm-hmm. Very cool. But yeah, I like doing it. And I'll show you some more here in a little bit when we start looking around. Yeah, so you, you mentioned it. I'll go ahead and change the banner. But uh, Collector's Corner, uh, you know, we'd like to bring uh, – that's kind of the focus here right at the, at the, the first few uh, videos we've done is bringing on folks to share their collection. And, Daniel, uh, I haven't seen – everything of yours but i, I, I have seen I'll, I'll post it in a little bit i'll post it in yeah. a little bit i'm not going to go around brag it and sh- show you the same picture every damn 50 you know 50 you know minutes i'm not going to do that i, I just I, I i post it if you want to find it just search for me in the groups and look through you might have to it's dig all there bit. huh but i yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I am most I am incredibly impressed with the your action figure display because you are a notorious action figure opener Yes, I, 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 I actually, some are still in the box. The, 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 the goal back in the day when I had a little more money, like, you know, before you get married and have kids and all that, you buy one, you, you open it and you buy the other and you keep it in the box. Uh, and that's worked out to my advantage because where I'm at now from a collecting standpoint is every time I get something new, something's got to go out. Uh, just because of storage space and upkeep and everything. And, and, and I used to have a whole, I used to collect a lot of alien stuff, gremlin stuff, but I, I've just, you know, been focused on Romero stuff for years. I, whoo, let's talk about Romero collecting. Uh, my mom got on eBay way back in the early days of the internet. And I remember what got me into collecting Romero stuff. I remember we had Norm's page and homepage of the dead. So we had zombie farm on page there and all. I, I just seen everybody else's stuff on the internet too, because you know it wasn't a community. So I didn't know a lot of the stuff existed. But man, I remember getting on eBay back in the early mid two thousands, and and the stuff you'd see on there for dirt, dirt, dirt cheap, you know. And there's a lot of some of it's gone way up, some of it's gone down, and some of it's kind of stayed. I, I I'm a weird too. Like I'm a collector, but I like I I, I like. I, some of the stuff I have are reprints just because I wanted it and didn't want to pay $500 for an original or something. But I try to stick with originals um, with a lot of my stuff. So with, with all the things I collect, you know, the Romero stuff, I try to get more original stuff. But if I see a fan art something, I'm going to get it. If I think it's awesome, I'm going to get it. So you're getting ready to hear me plug a whole lot of a whole lot of fan art here in a, here in a minute. Um, so I don't really know where to begin here. Uh, right. Yeah, Jason Green says to take yeah, them out of the box. Yeah, we're kind of focused on a display cabinet here. Um, 
So I guess I'll let you just name a, I don't know if you see something in particular you can't really see very well, you want to see a little more, or if there's a particular movie or something, I'm going to pull out whatever. Well, okay. my headphones off. I can see on the top there you got the board game, the uh, novelization hardcover. Is that what that is? Yeah. In there somewhere too. What's What's a third shelf down? I see silver marker in the background. Something signed. Back here? To your left. This? Yeah, behind that. What's that signed? That's the film can. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you okay. guys know what that is because y'all. Yeah, see no, it. Okay, I see it now. I see. I yeah, see the. the I, grail. That's, that's, okay. That's the grail. That's the grail of the collection. Okay, gotcha. I might as well start with the grail. Got here, Michael. Why the hell am I? Some asshole I know named Eric Ken. I got this from him. It's probably yeah. counterfeit. It's probably a knockoff of a knockoff. Knowing that guy. Yeah. And some asshole I know named Matt Blasey gave me this. Oh, I gave you wood. They gave me wood, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've given wood to everybody watching uh, this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see here. What's the creep? Okay, the creep figure? Oh wow! Look at there. This came from my wife. Like I, I have her for finding this. So just so everybody knows what this is. Um, as it was, it was posted on Instagram as uh, from a VHS collector. And it said, hey, I got this nine living dead print. It's got three reels. But normally the movie only comes with two reels. But this one's got three. So I think it's got some missing footage or something. But anyway, it, I'm just selling it for 300 bucks if somebody wants it. So my wife bought it for $300. Uh, so I took some pictures of it. Um, and in particular, 16, right? the, yeah, in particular, the writing here, uh, I sent some people and I got some messages back that were, don't post anything about it. Don't say you have it. Don't do any of that shit. And I was kind of like, Oh shit. Okay. Okay. So living in uh, Evan city. So I, Took it up there and I showed it to, I think I showed it to Gary. I showed it to, we, I met with Larry and we took it and showed it to Gary Striner. And Gary Striner looked at it and said, yep, that's my handwriting. The, as far as I know, besides what Image 10 has, this, this is an original Image 10 16 millimeter that was sent out to like drive in movie theaters and, and places, uh, back when the movie was first released. But I've had everybody sign it, and I let Russ, Russ and him took it and um, viewed it and checked it out for me. He left me a nice little note inside. Thanks for, thanks for letting me borrow the print. So I let him use the print to check it out. So they watched so I, it? Um, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I don't have George on it, obviously, but everybody who I could get the on a living day weekend, this I had signed. One regret I have is I had this in the car at the 50th. Not the 50th. It was the, it was the 50th. The screen at the bottom. And Charles Creed was in the, was there, and I did not go to my car to get him to get him to sign it. So I regret that I regret that. I, but uh, this is this is real one, and there's Gary's handwriting on it. That's cool as hell, man. It looks like it's in great shape too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I, I still I have a 16 millimeter, but I'm so scared to hook it up 
to, <laughs> to play this fucking thing. So like I, I did a little bit. So I've watched a little bit of it. I watched a little bit of it on the extra reel that we had. What was uh, on the extra reel? Uh, it's nothing. It was just, it's like, um, they, it, it looks like real in case one of them malfunctioned. It's just an extra part of real too, but it starts at a different location. It's, it's from a completely different uh, collection. So yeah, that's real one. And this is real two that's got Gary's. Right, Nora. But yeah, I, I I don't know how the hell my wife got lucky and, and was able to do this. I doubt you'll be able to see any of it. Does it have the Walter Reed logo? Does it open with the Walter Reed logo? Do you know that? No, it's, it's, they're they're rewound. So like when I watched them, I had to watch them in reverse. I had to. I don't, oh, and I don't have an extra reel to rewind it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I had to watch them in reverse. Hell of a score, man. Courtney hooked that up, bro. Oh, dude, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I, yeah. I had a contract drawn up with Russ and Ramona Striner when we when we let them borrow it. You know, anything, anything that's on it is ours and blah, 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 blah. But I, let's pretend that there would have been director's cut footage on this, you know, like the, some of the scenes that were missing. I, Image 10, everybody would have gotten a piece of it. I, there ain't no way in hell I could have, you know, no. As much as I got screwed over on the copyright, too, like, I'll, like I said, yeah. everything I do, I do for the fans, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right, it's, for, for, for as much as our wives complain about our collecting, they sure come come through in a pinch with all the goodies. Yes, I'm, I'm telling you that my wife will be like, "What'd you get in the mail today?" And then, <laughs> and then come Christmas, Father's Day, or birthday, or something, she gets me something that I wasn't expecting, and I'm like, "Oh, so you do listen?" <laughs> I got this signed by everybody that was at the 50th screening. I don't know if there's a lot of people out there that. Have these signed by everybody, but I got that signed. Cool, I'll have to get this guy out of here, but I'll, I'll pull the laptop over here in a little bit and we'll look at some of this stuff here in a little bit. But, uh, I'm going to plug a fan hey, art an artist here. This is a sculpt they did of George. This is by a lady and she calls her business Squid Farts. So if you're in the market <laughs> for a George head, go check out Squid Farts. She also that's, has um, Sid Dancing and Galen from Creep Show. That's Eric, Eric Gamancha's wife. Yeah, she made this crate here. You know these folks, Matt? Yeah, I know, I know Eric. His wife is, is the, the person behind Squid Farts. They actually, yeah. ju- they lived in Monroeville. They just moved to Arizona. Yeah. But yeah, Squid Farts, she, she was real great to me. I hate to be. What was the price range on that head? Fifty bucks. Well, that's not bad. Fifty oh, bucks. Okay. I paid for that painted and everything. Mm-hmm. I that was it's reasonable. Um, I mean, if, if it's painted, that's reasonable. Yeah. And the reason that is is because I imagine what it'll look like once I've painted it. Gotta have the old tape, you know. Gotta have the old OG OG tape with some cockroaches crawling off the top mm-hmm. of it. Nice clamshell. Yeah. You seem to have a, a gangster lane towards by certain somebody. Well, let's, let's mention him. Yeah, Mister Mister Chris, wherever he is, I don't know if he's listening. I'm giving you a plug, buddy. Give me a plug, buddy. Yeah, I, I think every, cover, everyone think on the line has. We've all got an official rockets or two in our homes. Yeah. Yeah. And this one's I got like a whole shelf of Stavrakas. Yep. Yeah. Or a nice Raul. Uh-huh. I had John sign that for me. Nice. 
Weren't those figures kind of expensive? We got Mason Cell from Creepshow 2 back there. I think you can see. I got the Creepshow TV series uh, number zero for the TV show. It's signed by Greg. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's currently showing on AMC now. I think Monday nights. Uh, yep, yeah, Mondays on AMC, unless you already got Shutter. Okay. All right. This is a custom piece. This is really, 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 really cool, guys. That's fucking badass. Mr. That's Jordan sweet. His brains out. I took this with me up to Monroeville um, last year, and I had everybody that worked on the scene sign it for me too. So I got Michael and Tom and Daryl and and Tom. All they all they all signed it. They all signed that thing. But I mean, look, it's got a. I don't know if you can really see in the details here, but like, look, there's an ashtray here. He's like this guy did was great with everything. Uh, he got everything in. It. I mean, it's got uh, the beer jug that he was drinking out of. Beer mug. I don't know. Great. That's a great, great, great piece. Great piece. Uh, yeah. You gotta have. You gotta have your yep. Iron City. Yep. I got some of those. Uh, I. You got some of the pull tops, man. Yeah, I have a, I have an old old school can, and then I have a newer can that's that's full, but the old pool top is is emptied. Empty. Did they pop it out of the bottom or whatever? Did no, they, I yeah. think it was someone drank it. I gotta I'll check. Uh, while we're talking about our good buddy Christian, yes, everybody can see that. All right. Oh, and nice. I think it was also done with a uh, guy named Brian. Spartan was last name. His partner. McGuire? Brian McGuire. Mm. Brian McGuire. Yeah, Brian McGuire. <laughs> but yeah, I had John Russ and uh, Gary sign the thing. And it's numero uno. Numero uno. Yeah. I'm not pulling out everything because i got to let you have it back as a second guest, right? <laughs> That's right. No, I li- I lied. I my my I original is, is 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 a like a mug made from some sort of cup. I don't know. It was a, it was a gift years ago. Oh yeah, that's cool. Uh, this, is the, this is the only Carl Hardman uh, autograph I have. I got this from Russo. This is a an old check here. If you guys can see it. Oh yeah, on the check. Old check, and uh, he signed the back. That was a. It's got Bob Bob Machuli's uh, signature on it too. Yeah, from '93, so probably from something uh, at the Zombie yeah. Jamboree. I've yeah. seen quite a few of those floating around. Yeah, but that's cool as hell, bro. You're a little weird here. Uh, the zombie cassette. I got signed by Claudio. Those are kind of pricey, aren't they? And Goblin Man, like every time they come around, I just take so much stuff. I got gobs and gobs and goobs and gobs of stuff that they have signed for. You have gobs of goblin, huh? <laughs> gobs of goblin. Our good friend, Mr. Larry, uh, was down in Spooky Empire and he was going to meet up with Marilyn Eastman. Uh, was ta- he was telling me what he was doing. Dude, I'm going to see Marilyn Eastman to- in Florida. And I said, do me a favor. And I, I said, stop at this location. Where are you at? And he told me where he was. I sent him a, he's like, I got no time to do anything. I got to get there as quick as I can. 
I sent him a ping for a hardware store. And I said, stop. Get us a trail. So he stopped and got us a trail. Oh, fucking A, dude. <laughs> I got a Marilyn Eastman trail. Nice. Signed by her. Which made me happy. I'm going to save some of that stuff. I like the way you think, Daniel. Yeah, I can't spoil you and show you everything. I'm not sure who sculpted this. Maybe y'all can tell me. I got it from Lenny. Uh, I, for, I forget who Lenny had. Lenny's had them for years. I can't remember who did them for him. But, yeah, he's had. He's Are had, those not the Greek? Isn't that uh, one of the Greeks' uh, fridge magnets? It yeah. may, maybe Chris did. Yeah, maybe. Right. I know Lenny's, Lenny's had them for 20 years. Remember he had that little set of four, and I think I want to say Lenny mm -hmm. was one of them. Yeah, that could be. I remember Lenny having them forever and a day. Yeah, so I'm going to keep all that aside for now. All right, now we'll play with some other stuff. Huh? I saw you repping that the other day. So I had to. Yes, sir. So many awesome pictures in that set. I meant to ask you, Dan Daniel, when did you get into lasers? Oh, I've always, <laughs> always, always. You know, a media collector, baby. All right, let's show some interesting old stuff I got. This, these came off of, uh, I got these off of a lot that a guy was selling on the, Shit, it might have been Etsy when I first discovered Etsy, or maybe it was eBay a long time ago. I can't remember. I've had these for a while. This is some old, old clippings here. This was a front page of the entertainment for Creep Show back when it first, oh, nice. first came out. Neat little, neat little piece there. The janitor that gets his arm yeah. killed in Creep Show. He's from my hometown. Oh, really? Yeah, from a little, little teeny tiny town in central PA he's from. So it's, I love that connection to Creepshow. Yeah, these are a bunch of little clippings that I got from this guy. Oh, I like before. that. Yeah, when Creepshow was first. Some stills and some theatrical listings. And I think this is really neat. Is a, It's an article, a little article about Joe Hill being in it. Oh, nice. Yeah. Where did you score this from, Daniel? I, I think it was uh, somebody on Instagram or eBay. It was weird. It came with a bunch of Romero stuff, a bunch of Sigourney Weaver stuff, huh. a bunch of Karen Black clippings, and a bunch of random, like some Evil Dead, Exorcist, and the thing. But I saw that he had, you know, Romero stuff in it, so I, I jumped on it. I guess I got to talk. Some people are shitting on the Creepshow TV show. And I just want to say, fuck y'all, if you're shitting on the show. I mean, if there's a creep show TV show. I mean, why are you going to shit on the fact that there's a creep show TV show? And if you look into it, knowing that they had no money, they made it with no money. And I think they film each segment in like two and a half, three days is all the time they have to film each one of them. So the fact that they, that Greg's doing it, they brought John on, they brought Tom on. I mean, it just. Eat shit if you're not giving a shit. And I, I, like the other day, we didn't even watch it, but I turned it on AMC Monday just so that AMC would get the numbers to see that we watched. You know, just got to support when you can, right? Hell yeah. Uh, this is from a guy named James Howard. James Howard uh, has been been uh, uh, a collector and maker of stuff for a while, and, and he, he, he's got all kinds of stuff if you if y'all look him up. Uh, yeah, James Howard. Uh, I think there's also a composer named James Howard. Anyway, um, I did a trade with him recently, and I traded. A, I had a whole bunch of Evan City dirt, and he needed some Evan City dirt. 
So I traded him a bunch of Evan City dirt, and he sent me a bunch of little pieces. And actually, he sent me an old glass piece from the chapel. That's all in there, a bunch of other stuff. But I thought this is really what I wanted. This is actually from my favorite segment from the new Creep Show TV show, Night of the Paul. Nice. Night of the Paul. So he's made a little replica of the of the box. Nice. I wanted to show that off. Yeah. Hell yeah. So Dan, I take it you recommend the series? If, come on, man. I mean, if, if, if you don't like it, I mean, are they all winners? No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Are they all winners? No. But that just support it, the fact that it exists. So that's why I'm going to say yes, support it. Uh, I, like, I like your spirit. Yeah. Oh, I got one for you I, I thought of. Because I thought of you, Blasey. Because I know your love for our, our, our your, your favorite remake of all time. Don't. Woo! You're fading out. Dan, you're fading out. I'm going to bring you up some positive about that remake. All right. Cause I, I have a, a I, I don't know what, I don't even know if I want to say out loud what my thoughts on that movie are. Um, it's an action movie. I'll leave it there. It's not Dawn I'm of the Dead. I'm outnumbered tonight. Give it a different like title. It. Give it a different title. Yeah. Two on one. Y'all are doing good. Give it a different title. Well, I mean, two of us are right. Here's what I noticed was, Back before the remake came out, I'm going to say and guess and assume that maybe because the remake getting a whole lot of attention again, we got a surge in memorabilia back in those times. We got the NECA figures. And I'd go to Hot Topic. The toys would be there. There were shirts there. Uh, there were belts and, and all kinds of weird stuff that they had back what I'm talking about. So I'll say that much about the remake that it, it might have just brought us a little bit more, I, little, I, little more fun things to play with. So speaking of hot topic, I bought a couple of the Dawn shirts that were there and I still have yep, one no, un, unworn with the tag yep. on it. It's still one of my absolute most favorite comfortable shirts. I have one that I wear upstairs, yep. but I have, I have the one down here that still has the, uh, the tag and stuff on it. Yeah. There's a picture you know, of me wearing that in college. I was wearing that shirt in a kilt at a huge party and there's like 50 women around me. I need to see if I can dig up that yeah, shirt. Yeah. That was, I'll agree with you. The, meal, the, the only positive that came out of the Dawn remake is we got a lot more memorabilia for the original than we probably would have had that movie not come out. I don't still think it hurt, uh, I don't think it hurt the man's coming out either. No, it, it didn't hurt Land coming out either, but the unintended consequence was we got more original Dawn stuff than we had been ever expecting. Well, yeah, you're right. Right about that time was the box set, uh, the DVD box set came out. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of activity on the property at that time. What a, hey, that is an amazing map, dude. Oh, I like that smaller one. I have the big one. What's that? What map? The the map of the the mall he has. I have the full size version on my wall over here, but I don't have the the small eight and a half by eleven size. Oh, you have my art on your wall. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I have to see that letter. What was that, Daniel? <laughs> he might have his headphones plugged in. So I can't, I can't hear you, Daniel. Yeah, I was going to say, he's got his headphones plugged Boo! in. Boo! All right, there we go. There. 
Yeah. Can you hear me now? All right, yeah. Uh, letter up here I got. God, I can't get a good picture of it with this laptop. Uh, no. The letter anyway, at the very top? Anyway, it's from the Department of Defense. Uh, here. Uh-huh. Here. I'll have to send you a picture of it, but it is it, it, here's what it says from Laurel Tate Group Incorporated. Dear Mr. Barch, enclosed is a list of the specific assistance we are requesting from the pit shooting of Dawn of the Dead. It was them asking for permission to get uh, the National Guard to show up for that scene. Um, I actually emailed the Department of Defense to try to get them to send me this letter. I was going to see if I could buy the original letter from them. Uh, but they can't, they can sat and they can sell me a print of the original script that George sent with them asking for permission, but they want $250 for it. And I just haven't, you know, to have a copy of the script I didn't want, but I'm just, I would, I'm very curious to know what, what script George sent the national guard. Mm-hmm. And that'd be something neat to know. I got a part of a, that's a signed, uh, that's signed by George. That picture, that, 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 that picture of George looks a lot like John Carpenter. That's John. Yeah, I wrote him a letter. <laughs> <laughs> and he really wrote me that letter. Yeah. Uh, that big box up there is from Fright Rags. I think they only made 500 of those. when. That yeah, I got one of those boxes as well. Yeah, it came with the mine. The mine rocks, rocks the T-shirt, and the yeah. sticker and stuff. Yeah, I still have my box. This is uh, uh Michael Sandra. Yep, yeah. I have that print. I think I do. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I got some. Yeah, mine's floating around here somewhere. You going upstairs? No. This is Spanish. This is Spanish. I'm not. We're saving just the basement today. I'm not going to show you the whole, but the whole shebang. I got gotcha. Claudio to sign that Spanish card, and I got. That's an old personal one I had. I think I got Judith and a couple other people on that. I've got a full-size Spanish one sheet. I've been meaning to get on the wall. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not going to show those today. I'm not showing my my big foreign stuff today. I will show you these though. These are what I was hoping to get signed while we were up there. Nice. Uh, the newspaper I actually had George sign. Yeah, I'm missing a lot of people on that, and I have a. Oh, that's video. cool, man. Very nice. Video post. That's not. A, that's like a. Because they have like an size video poster, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, it's a, that's not original. The VHS oh, not, okay. is not an original. That's an oddball yeah, size. An Amazon purchase. Yeah, that was an Amazon purchase. Oh, right, the lay of the land out here, real quick, so y'all can just see our little man cave. Cool. Let's little man cave. Uh, this is, I haven't been buying a lot here lately, but this is the most recent thing I, I got well, it was, you uh, you have two very good reasons as to why you shouldn't be buying anything right now. Huh? I said you oh, have yeah, two I, very I, I, good I, reasons why you shouldn't be buying anything. Yeah. <laughs> They're coming home tomorrow. My twins are coming home tomorrow. Love so it. This is the last the last one who uh but I've been wanting that damn poster for forever. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that, that one's high on my list too. Day. Yeah, they've been popping up all over the place here lately. I yeah. A bunch of just old videotapes from every damn thing. A bunch of book, books in there. Oh, did y'all did y'all read this? I wanted to ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah, back in the day, back in the day, I did. I don't know if I heard y'all's 
opinion on that or not. It's it it needs a reread for me to give any sort of opinion on it. Maybe we'll do that for a future one. Yeah, I got my eye on on that one too. I've been I'm meaning to pick that up. I'll just show you that. What was that, Daniel? That was a Japanese program. I got a French one and a bunch of other shit. Yeah, I got um, I got Land Diary Survival. Uh, bruiser, uh, a couple of the Japanese stuff. There's a vendor at Monster Mania who has a like three tables worth of Japanese movie programs, and I keep meaning to pick up his Dawn one, and I I just never do. I don't think you can see all the signatures on this. I'm just doing quick scans. I can go into details with some of all the stuff later. I'm just kind of letting everybody kind of get mm-hmm. a get a bird's eye view of just some of it. We can detail some of it later. Ah. I love old videotapes, man. I don't care what anybody says. I've had the same one since I was a kid. And, and I love Godzilla. <laughs> All right. Uh, there are some of my paintings. Nurses, uh, this, that's the premiere of the Nurse Zombie. Nice. That's Sharon's premiere, but yeah, I've got uh, a Dr. Tongue from, that's two, that's 10 years ago. That's a 10-year-old thing. Uh, my wife would have to tell us who the artist is who did these family portraits for us. But these are, I had them do it like creep show. So me and my wife and my son, what do you see the little creep show kind of backgrounds? <laughs> That's cool. Uh, Was that local? Uh, the, I think he's out of Charlotte, North Carolina. But, yeah, that's how Walking Dead, obviously. I had them sign that and uh, we got Bub sign that. I got that's a, paint. thing there, huh? That's paint. Yeah, it's all paint. I don't even know what kind of uh. That's your pens, your enamels. Yeah, dude. There's so many artists I could call out in here, but like a lot of you, you guys. I'm sorry, I can't remember your names and whatnot, but I got that most of the Romero ones on there. That uh, bottom one is Joe Pilata. That's, that's new. That's from Fright Rags. Oh, yeah, the sliding one. I got Oh, yeah, that is I sweet. I just off in case there was some things like that. If you message me, I might be able to, if you, there's one in particular that you're like, holy shit, what is that? <laughs> and maybe I can find out where the card is and who did it. Got a uh, tie. <laughs> tie one, yeah. Nice. Tie. Uh, some Evil Dead. Oh, I'll show you my Evil Dead. Is that legit? Not quite Romero related. That's that that sign because uh when that that was one of my first shows ever that I got that sign because I got the ladies of the evil did sign that. Uh, this is a little diorama I made here from Evil Dead. I'm not gonna show you my record collection, but I have a lot, a lot, and a lot of records and a lot of signed records. Plug uh, for Living Dead Museum, get your pieces right there. Plug for Living Dead Museum, support local businesses. Help help Kevin them out right now, y'all. Go buy some cabin pieces. If you're an Evil Dead fan. And a couple things down there, too. I got a German one. I had Claudio sign it for no reason. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he was there. I wish I knew more about this. But a friend of mine was in Florida and knows I'm another vendor. Damn it. I can't really get a look at it. It's just a mall map, man. So my nice. pencil, and that, that's all I know about it. And it says nice. Mobile. 
It's cool. Yeah, these are all signed here. Uh, this is signed by the band Morricone Youth. They did a, like their own version of Night Living Dead. Oh, yeah, I saw Goblin like two nights before you did, Daniel. Oh, yeah. Oh, these are those checks y'all were asking me about the other day. Yeah. Yeah. I like the way you presented those. Yeah. I got a couple more in a notebook. And I got to have Iron City Clock, baby. And this is a reprint that I got done a long time ago. I actually bought this poster from Ken's table. Oh, my God. He's had those for years. Yeah, yeah. Shit, Matt, you probably ran down to CVS a couple of times for him to grab those. I, I've i gone and gotten 8x10s printed for him over the years. Yep. <laughs> yep. Some of the Blu-rays and physical media. A lot of scream. Love it. Yep. A lot of arrow. Annabelle. Yep. I actually had Charles Band sign every one of those Blu-rays. That's uh-huh. the only reason I bought it. <laughs> He's like, I'll sign it if you buy it. I was like, if you sign every one of them, I'll buy it. And he went, okay. <laughs> nice. I, I love the VHS2 Blu-ray down there. I love that Oh, one. yeah, man. That's, 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 uh, that's besides Creek Show. That's my favorite anthology film. Yeah. I, Eduardo Sanchez has a nice zombie, uh, yes. segment in there. Yeah. I got a couple yeah, of friends that played good. extras in that one. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I love yeah. that one a lot. Hang on, my wife's yelling at me. Yep. <laughs> Who did the creep show paintings of us, Courtney? Hey, y'all, here's my wife. Say hey. Hey. Who, what's the artist's name that did the portraits of us uh, as the creep show people? Chroma. Hold on. I can look him up. But, okay. The, um, just send me, send me, yell me his name so I can. Once we have yeah, here's some. Oh, this is a neat piece here. This is a drawing that John Amplis' son did. That's oh, nice. nice. Yeah, I just That's I was there at his table and his son was sitting with him, and I was like, "Hey, man, I'll buy that off of you." He was like, "Sure." <laughs> I got a Japanese program from Creep Show. Is that Japanese program uh, the one that painting. flips over? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I had that one too. And I have. This vinyl um, that actually had George's Waxworks. Yeah, actually has George's signature on it. I got him to sign that before he passed. And this is a uh, Etsy list, but that's from the Fright Rags thing. That's an original painting that he did from that and a bunch of little postcards and stuff. There's us somewhere. <laughs> Hang on. Yeah. W. Andrew Shepard. W. W. Andrew Shepard is the person who did our creep show paintings. W. Andrew Shepard. W. Andrew Shepard. W. Andrew Shepard. Um, I'm in a notebook right now, collectibles. Once again, I ain't going to show everything, but I'll show off a little bit. Nice. Did you mail him? Did you see him or mail it to him? <laughs> this is a funny one. Uh, mail. That was mail a long time ago. This is hilarious. So I wonder if the I haven't been looking at any of the comments anybody's been saying to me. If anybody's talking to us. Somebody said, Hey Courtney. That's Martha. Uh, <laughs> is this more valuable now that it has somebody's signature on it or is it less valuable? <laughs> burn it. Burn it. Whoever's scribbled on it, it's, they're not worth it. It maintained its value of zero. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Oh man. I am glad to have that. Pilato, I, I, uh, sorry for the glare. You've mentioned Joe Pilato probably three or four times tonight, and this is the first time I'm actually put, thinking of him. I didn't get to meet him. I didn't get to meet him. Yep. You're going to have to read that one to me. <laughs> Some telephone company. Uh, yeah, Waldron's telephone answering service. 19, May 1979. Nobody, nobody signed the back. But it's got Vincent and Michael Gornick's signature on that one. I uh, did get that signed by Charles Craig. Well, that was the program, right? Uh, yeah. I got a couple Flyboys, and that's a good one. Bill. Yeah. yeah, I got that one. That's always a nice one. Yeah. That's why you go to Living Day Weekend. You can do shit like <laughs> that, guys. You know what I'm saying? If, you, if you're in here watching us and you haven't been, I mean, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is a, uh, that's a, this is a UK news print, news print. Like a clipping from the newspaper. Oh, that was legit? That's not like a rescan? That's a funny autograph. Yeah. Yeah, that's, a, that's legit. And this is funny. This is a, Picture from Day and made it to my wife. Courtney, cut this shit out. <laughs> I actually got that off eBay after he had passed. All right, I'll show these off. All right, so Larry, Larry and I, <laughs> I don't I get, I love Larry. Larry and I are, we're great buddies. Larry lives in South Carolina. I live in North Carolina. So if there's ever something going on, he and I always try to get together and hang up, hang out and meet up. And every time I see something on eBay, something on eBay, you know, because we both know that we both look at these eBay uh, kind of on the regular looking for certain stuff, you know. So he and I love to get, I like to get in little wars and send little teases here and there. You know, it'll be like five minutes before something's getting ready to, you know, start ending. And I'll send him a message being like, hey, are you bidding on this fucking thing that I'm looking at this ending in five minutes? Oh, yeah. Like, that was mistake <laughs> number one, Daniel. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. Oh, and I don't tell him what it is. What the one funny one is he, the fucker beat me to a trial, uh, that was signed by like everybody, but the guy had listed the trial as like a Chris Angel trial, but it was a trial with Kyra's face on it. So I was hoping nobody else had noticed it. And he and I were just messaging each other back and forth one time. And I was like, so I, I'm going to be on something, but it's been mislabeled and I'm not going to tell you what it is. And he was like, well, me too. And I was like, oh, you bitch. So he had found it too. Anyway. Uh, he has a bunch of other of these, but I did manage to get two, uh, when we were bidding on them. These are, um, release forms that are from Creepshow, uh, for the use of, uh, radio. radio. And I have Hal Hall. Nice. Awesome. And, and Ted Danson's original, original document. So that's Hal's. Uh, and this is Ted's. But that's just a nice piece. bro. I, I just thought that was really neat. That was really, that was really neat. That was really neat. That guys, honestly, with this collecting shit, I have so much stuff I could show off. Like I really don't even know. Like 
I, I really don't even know where to begin. <laughs> you got me inspired to do something boxes. now. Hang on. <laughs> boxes and damn boxes of shit. Matt, what's your grill? Uh, the house is on fire. If the house is on fire. You can get one thing. Oh, if I can get one thing, you can grab one thing and pull it out of the house. Uh, let me let me reach over because I'm I'm within arm's reach. I, just because I have so many stories attached to it, but this original Dawn script that I've been working on for for 21 years. Oh, wow. Got George and, and and everybody on it, you know, lots of principal cast and everything. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I would probably yeah. grab this. Um, it's one of the first things I bought when I got into this years ago. And, you know, either that or, you know, I got George's director's chair from Bruiser right behind me. So, yeah, I mean, that's, 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 you know, it's, it, it's hard. It, it's hard to say. I mean, it's. There, there's so much, so many memories tied in into this stuff, but it's, you know, I can look and I can tell you where I got each signature and, you know, a lot about those conversations. So that's, that, that, that would probably be what I would grab. If not this big ass piece of paneling behind me or the, yeah, you know, uh, it, it'd be hard to tell, you know, in, in a panic, I probably wouldn't grab anything. I'm going to get out with the family, you know, everything else is, everything else is, is secondary. Yeah, this yeah. is something we need to strategize on because size matters. I mean, you could grab five small items or one big <laughs> item, you know, I mean, we need yeah. to, this is something we need to be thinking about and get a yeah. game plan going on. Yeah. For. Maybe that Peter Stormare Bruiser, uh, crystal piece, you know, that, that was, that was a couple of years in the, in the hunt, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to say. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, as you were saying that, I was looking, I mean, there's some bulkier items that, you know, I may just, may just angle towards grabbing a, you know, maybe a, a duffel bag full of smaller stuff. I, I yeah. Just, uh, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully it's, that never happens, but yeah, it's, it's on my mind now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, like we had a um, a hurricane come through a couple of years ago, and we had plenty of advance warning. But I mean, I was I had like carloads of stuff up in my <laughs> office, and I even at the office I was like putting it on top of file cabinets, so just in case there was floods, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I that literally is one made scary like thing, you know. I got the basement down here, and some of this shit's in the basement, you know. At that. I'm being a little brave in that department, you know, but there's a uh, lot just, of, other, I got a lot of, I got a lot of full posters that I've had signed the big, like Italian manifesto. I don't know what the hell you call it. There's four Fogley and two. I don't even know all that shit. There's a guy named Kyle Severin. He's a fan of living the weekend. He, he can tell you all that. She's got one of the biggest poster collections. I, I know of any damn body, but he, he's mm-hmm. got shit from God. I, I know he's got a signed two evil eyes poster, an original like Italian two evil eyes. It's huge. That he had George. Nice. I, I, you know what? Speaking of two evil eyes, that movie does not. I don't, I don't care about. That's my that Night Riders. My, that's my two least. Those are the most underrated Romero films in my. I love two evil eyes. Most underrated. I love two evil eyes. I, yeah, I love two evil eyes. Well, you'll be interested in a topic that we're going to debut right after this, but we'll we'll get there. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, I think I think me, you know, considering the crowd that's 
on the video and, and listening, I mean, I think there's probably some, we all have a little bit of appreciation for every last one of his projects, regardless of what it is. You know, um, even stuff that we don't like, we probably appreciate it more than your average person just watching it. Right. Um, so, I mean, it's kind of, you know, when we have those kind of discussions, it's, I don't know, it's, it, it's an outsider. It would almost seem like they might like a property more than we do, but we, we're paying it more attention. I, mean, I don't know. We celebrate his whole career. Yeah. Um, Matt, did you want to, did you have something you wanted to, uh, um, you've been showing your scripts. I don't know if you've been like, you've, or you were showing some scripts earlier. Yeah. I so I, I love scripts. I, I think it's cool. So the last living dead weekend, I picked up this monkey shines production script and it's, it's really neat because it is, you know, it's, it's a production script. So it's, it's got all the notes. Um, scene listings, you know, lots of, you know, lots of little like shot lists, you know, it's showing you who's shooting and when, um, it's got like a bunch of the tabs to kind of go through. So it's, you know, it, it tells you like the, the breakdown of, you know, who's on what day. Um, I don't know. I think scripts are one of the more underrated collectibles just because I, I think they really can tell a story of the production, who was shooting what and when and, you know, what makes it into the final film and see, you know, where the ad libs were. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, we just, um, again, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fly my bruiser flag, but this is Jeff Monahan's script from bruiser that I got from him a couple years ago and signed by George, Tina Romero, uh, Jeff, Chris Romero and Tom Atkins. And yeah, I just, I can't love Bruiser enough. And, you know, it's got different pages for the different rewrites or different color pages. Um, a lot of, um, handwritten notes by Jeff. So yeah, script, scripts are one of my, you know, more understated fun collectibles just because I, I just think that this is where the story comes from that we watch on screen. And, you know, yeah. this is, this is the skeleton, the meat and bones. So, yeah, scripts scripts are always be. I don't know about y'all. I've I've read a lot of scripts that sound great on paper, and then the movie just makes it. Shit. Well, you know that goes to the the you know technical you know prowess Not of the director. Romero, I'm just saying. Well, yeah, general. I mean, I mean, a good director can yeah. can make a bad script good, you know, and a, and a good you know a bad director can make a good script bad. You know, so it, it you, you kind of have to really read the script and kind of see what the film is, it, you know, what they're trying to say on paper and whether or not they can bring it to screen. And some people can do it and some people can't. Hey, Matt, I'm surprised. I'm real picky with my horror. I, 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 I think the autopsy of Jane Doe is the best horror movie that's been made in the last 10 years. I love that. And uh, I like hereditary. I like slow burner stuff as long as yeah. it's, if, the, if I can get into the characters and it's worth it. I, I'm, and I like, I like horror movies where the cast is mainly older people. I'm not big on like the teenage stuff. You know, I, I don't know. What lies beneath is an underrated film too. <laughs> oh, I love what lies beneath. God, do I yeah, love I that movie. That the other day. God. God, that, that's oh, where, shit. that's where my yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer crush came in. Older Michelle Pfeiffer is, is my favorite. Yeah. That's one a lot of people. What, what were you saying, Eric? 
Well, I remember at the uh, the June event, you were waffling a little bit. I mean, I know you had intent to purchase a script, but I didn't realize really until right now how much you were into them. So I'm surprised you were, you know, didn't just jump right on them. I I was I I was debating the how much do I want to spend now and how much do I want to walk away with and feel good about myself with. So I know there's, there's you, some said, you use your Sunday money. I use my you Sunday money. That was, that was a sun, <laughs> that was a Sunday money purchase. Um, yeah, but there's a few out there. Um, I, I like when, you know, when, when I go through the scripts, I like the different drafts. I want to see if I can pick out what was left out and, and, and whatnot. And, you know, I got, I got probably, you know, 12 to 18 inches worth of script sitting right to my left, you know, dark half creep show, Dawn bruiser. Um, I don't know. I just think they're fun. I think scripts are, they're just fun. Cause you just, you get to see, okay, this was the reason we got the movie we got and, and, and see, you know, how much changes from script to screen because that, you know, you can kind of see where the director kind of took their vision and said, okay, this, this scene here, does this and it says this well i feel this is what we need to do and they film it slightly different um but yeah no i i I love scripts they're they're one of my favorites um i ran and grabbed a couple things because one of the items that daniel had shown reminded me of something i have and this is a um it's a canceled contract for the crazies um for uh, she was. I love this shit. By the way, I can't. I can't believe I forgot his name. It's got Roger McGovern's signature. He was the nightgown zombie from um, Night of the Living Dead, and he was. I'm covering up his social security number, by the way. And I <laughs> got AC Croft a. Uh, uh, producer that worked with George on the crazies and I think on, on season as well. But, um, he wasn't able to play his role. So they had to cancel. He was going to play Cooper. I think the military commander Cooper. This is also the same guy that played Ray Lane's dad in vanilla. The guy who couldn't cut the mustard. So anywho, yeah. And I'm not going to even explain where I got this from, but <laughs> a very rare. Roger McGovern signature. And, uh, I've got something else that I mailed away for. Unfortunately, this gentleman is no longer with us, but this is a, uh, this is a signature from Larry Vera. Oh, nice. Sent him a letter and then his, the interview's on our, um, our YouTube page, but he also, he, he basically sent my letter back and wrote a letter on it. So I've got this and, you know, signed it again. So not much out there on Larry Vera. So that's really cool. I think, uh, I want to say Marcus and those guys from Germany actually met him back in 03. Spent some time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I want to say they did. Uh, but it was in the mid two. Here, I got one more. Well, this is not terribly rare, but this, I had to do this one through the mail and this guy doesn't. Appearances anymore, but I've got a few of these. I got uh, a woolly signature. Nice. nice. Oh, actually, oh my goodness! Look, we got company. It's <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> this is his last night. 
being by himself before his two sisters. Uh, you're going to be a good big brother, buddy. Well, he's been he's, he's been with Dad all day. Daddy wore me out all day today. Didn't yeah, he still looks tired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wore his, wore his butt out. Yeah, Atticus had a fun time. Atticus came with me to Living Dead Weekend in Moroville when he was three months old. Yep. So there's lots of cool pictures and stories from him, you know. Hopefully one day he can carry a, a cool story. He's going to be pushing you in the wheelchair one day if you keep coming. <laughs> Matt, you said Tom had a bunch of what recently? Uh, Mark uh, had asked about the, the Savini poster books, or the poster books for Dawn that have kind of flooded in. Yeah, Tom used to come with a, a stack of them, and it was like 20 bucks. Sign, mm-hmm. you get a poster book. And that was, I, I got mine in 1999 at the Monster Bash in Monroeville, the first convention I ever went to. Um, I actually don't have one. That's one of the very few things I don't have. It's, I think most people I should have. It's a I thing think he still has some. I, I, I think they've gotten more rare yeah, over, over the last 10, 15 yeah. years. Cause, you I, know, I see them around. They're still out there. They must yeah. have made a billion of them. Well, and you know what's funny is like when you look on the cover, it's a $1.95. Mm-hmm. Or whatever it is, I'm like God to have seen that on the freaking newsstand and picked one up. But you know, to to get it, you know, with the Tom signature, like I said, I got it for like twenty bucks. Um, you know, back in the day, you know, it was it was really Who it was the artwork on the, the the little collage on the back. It's like a painting. This guy? Oh no, the collage, the collage. The I don't painting, know. Yeah, the painting. The painting. Yeah, the painting. Oh man, I have my. I think mine's in a frame, so I don't know. I think um, I saw Daz had a poster that somebody had. It's on the. I think the name's at the bottom of the painting. Well, yeah, that's gorgeous art. You know what? We can ask Peter at the uh, the archive. We need to get Peter on, man. Peter's a big influence on what I do with my drawing. I mean, his art, man, I, that's awesome. <laughs> mhm. Hell yeah! No, he does a great job. Yeah. Um. All right. I guess we're gonna settle down the collection. For this evening, we're going to save something for a future exhibition. <laughs> Especially me and Matt. We're, let's see, but we did have a, another topic I did want to talk about before we got out of here. And it's something we're going to bring to the, um, uh, the Facebook page before too long. And it oh, is a, what's that? The drone footage. I forgot to mention I do all the drone footage. Yeah. The drone footage from all the events. Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe one of these days you'll come with us to a location. Oh, yeah, I am. That's what, that's what I was going to tell you. I got to do the truck stop. That's right, man. We, we, we need some overheads at a couple of these places. So we'll have to, I mean, you know, you already know we're going. So you just got to come too. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but, uh, we're, what we're going to roll out, uh, not, you know, exactly sure. We'll, We'll roll it out in steps, but we're going to be doing the WGON Radio George A. Romero Film Tournament uh, bracket. And, uh, <laughs> and I've actually got this bracket. It is seated, and we're going to be uh, rolling out one matchup at a time with polls. And the, uh, the there's a, a special caveat. You're not allowed to vote unless what, Matt? Unless you have seen the film's that you are voting for. So if you Correct. have not seen Two Evil Eyes and Two Evil Eyes is going up against another George film, you must watch Two Evil Eyes 
to vote. That's right. So th- this is this is a good way to <laughs> finally have some people sit down and go through George's catalog of his feature films and vote on them in a head-to-head competition in a uh, NCAA you know basketball bracket style tournament. Uh, you know, I, I had said to Eric, I said, make one thing I want people to do is to vote, not just because your favorite George Romero film is going up against one you might have only seen two times. Really sit back and watch each film based on its own merits. What did George set out to do? What did he accomplish? What is the overall lasting impression of this movie? And really give it a a, a good hard look. So as Eric kind of zooms in here, you can see we have a, a bracket of 16. And so they're seated one through four in each bracket and that, you know, not everybody's going to agree with every ranking. And I, I don't even agree with the rankings, but I did it in such a way to where a, if you don't agree with it, you can vote for the movie and have it maybe advance beyond something that you think it's better than, but also, uh, seating them one through four, there's no, you know, it, it kind of puts everything in a ballpark. So it's not, I mean, I mean, Think about it. One through, you know, the 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 number one seeds are pretty much the four George Romero movies that people talk about the most. So I mean, they're they're very deserving of that four seed. And I would say even or the number one seed. I would say even the four seeds probably, you know, are the are the films that people have seen the least. And you know, possibly, you know, some of these, you know, when when you look at you know Night Riders in the Dark Half, you know, Season of the Witch and Monkey Shines. You know, a lot of these films take place over two different eras of George's filmmaking. So it, it would be, it would have been really unfair to see Dawn and Day as a one and two seed or a one and four seed in the same bracket. Because. Correct. Yeah. It, it, it would skew the results. And, and, and what we're looking to do is have a little fun with this and really get you thinking, you know, when you watch There's Always Vanilla versus Day of the Dead, you know, Watch There's Always Vanilla. You know, give it give it a critical look. Oh, that's look. true. I haven't thought about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. When you're when you're in the, when you're making the brackets, it's very different than when you sent it to me and I was like, did he really put There's Always Vanilla versus Day of the Dead? Like this is this is going to be a very interesting it. first round. So yeah. I think what we're probably going to end up doing is taking. I want to call them like regions, north, south, east, and west. Yeah. You know, you take like the north region. We'll go north region. Night of the Living Dead versus Two Evil Eyes. Bruiser versus Land of the Dead. That's a great matchup, man. Bruiser and Land of the Dead. I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a tough time on that. I kind of know where I'm already leaning on a, on an emotional level. I know where you're leaning. And, and, but I don't know. You might be surprised. But, you know, I think, I think what we're looking to do is to take a region and sit down o- over these next couple of uh, live traffic reports and, and kind of go give our back and forth and, uh, you know, put a poll up on the, on the page, on the WGON page. You know, don't vote just because the movie is your favorite, because your favorite Romero film might not be one of the best. You know, or just, I, you know, yeah, at least don't vote for against a film you haven't that you don't know that it's, you can't know it's better unless you've seen the other film. Yeah, basically. And and there are 
I think almost all of the ones on here are streaming somewhere, whether it's Amazon, Tubi, Shutter. Um, yep. And if not, guys, they're they're super cheap. DVD, VHS on Amazon or eBay. Um, pick them up. It's a it's a small investment, and especially if you haven't seen it, now's the time to watch some of these films because I know. A lot of our, our podcasts lately, we, you know, we've been focusing on a lot of the Dark Half, Monkey Shine, Two Evil Eyes era. Um, only because we understand that a lot of you haven't watched these films or you might not have seen them in 10 years, if not longer. Go back and revisit them. They're not the most celebrated, but they're still George. And there's still a lot of fun parts of these movies that haven't been talked about. And I think, I, I think this is going to be interesting to see you know, how this plays out based on, you know, our own personal feelings. And, you know, I'm kind of filling the bracket into my head. I'm like, okay, I know how this one's going to go, but then how's the next round going to go? Um, well, let's, what's another, uh, the crazies could end up being a bit of a dark horse. I like that crazies Martin matchup. I'm interested to see what happens there. I, I think there's a lot of people that, that love Martin, but then there's another sect of people that really, really love the crazies. And when you put them up against each other, yeah, I, I think there's going to be one or two upsets over the after the first round that are going to be, be very, very surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I know the, the, the there's one or two brackets that I'm, I'm really interested in seeing. And one, it's the Knight Rider's Dark Half. Um, yes, that's, that's going to be a, that's going to be an interesting one. Um, like I said, um, Season of the Witch and Monkey Shines are probably two films that I can guarantee you a lot of people have only seen once. So it'll be fun. Um, yeah, that's a good matchup. You're right. You know, and, and then Bruiser Land of the Dead. You know, talk about two movies that I have such a tie to. Um, you know, I kind of have a feeling you skewed the, the, the seating on those for, uh, for my own anxiety reasons. And I might have to, I might have to spew on those for a little bit because, you know, how do I pick between Bruiser and Land of the Dead? Yeah. Daniel, <laughs> what's, uh, what do you make of all this? Uh, I want to, <laughs> Jace Whitman says, I want to find Omar and send this to him. <laughs> <laughs> Omar's head explodes. <laughs> oh, yeah, he got me. <laughs> Good job, Jace. Jace is an artist too, man. He's good. Yes, he is. Yeah. I'm a fan, sir. Multimedia. The uh, instruments yeah. and the uh, canvas. Perhaps elsewhere. Uh, just jumping on some. Uh, R. Mahoney was that artist. Uh, okay, cool. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, for the uh, poster book. Uh, let's see. Got some Day of the Dead love in here. Yeah. Yeah. Day of the Dead is, is going to get a lot of love, but I mean, you know, I, I, I know your, your affinity for there's always vanilla versus Day of the Dead. So, you know, it's some of these seedings are very interesting. You know, when, when you look at some of them, you know, diary and creep show, you know, it's, it's, it's like I can imagine how this bracket will turn out for most people. Um, 
but again, you know, when you sit and you watch something like the Martin, you know, Martin and the crazies, really look at it, give it a, give an objective view. You know, like if you had to grade them, you know, and and don't go in thinking, Oh, I love this movie. I haven't seen this one. If you, if you watch, you know, the films you haven't watched a lot with, with as little emotion as possible and say, you know, I really want to go in and see what George was going for. You know, look at, you know, the, the lasting impression. Remember, they remade the crazies. They haven't remade Martin. So think the of, crazies is better. I'm not saying the crazies is better, but I'm just saying, you know, think about some of the, you know, some of these films. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, it, it, it's going to be interesting. I mean, this is, this is going to be a hot topic. You know, this might cause some divorces or friendships to end, you know, That's depending right. on, on how you vote. That's right. But, uh, you know, you, you threw up Dawn and Survival. I mean, I, I, I swear, you know, two of these brackets, you were just like, you know what? How can I screw with Matt the most? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you're going to make me choose between Dawn and Survival. It, it, I mean, I, I just, I put them in this, uh, I gave them all, I assigned them all seeds of one, two, three, or four, and then just kind of as I went down the list, just kind of scattered them around. That's just the way it worked out. Um, now I, li- I like the bracket. I mean, honestly, I'd, I, don't, I don't think I'd change a thing. <laughs> Night Riders fans. And, yeah, there's some intriguing matchups. I mean, really, let's get real. Night of the Living Dead versus Two Evil Eyes and then Dawn versus Survival. I mean, this you know what I mean. We already know what's going to happen there. But all the rest of them. Again, there's some I, wild cards. I'm, I'm, if Vanilla gets two votes, I mean, that's interesting. You know? <laughs> I mean, think of it this way. Vanilla was, was a film that George, let me think about the, let me think of how to say this. The day of the dead we got wasn't the day of the dead that George wanted to make. There's always vanilla was basically a, you know, that, that was the film. You know, there, there wasn't a lot of change, you know, in, in the scripting. Um, you know, I, yeah, Season of the Witch and Monkey Shines. I'm, I'm very interested to see that bracket. The Bruiser and the Land of the Dead one are, are probably the two that I'm most interested in. Mm-hmm. Because they're, you know, Bruiser and Land of the Dead are, are very close with, with when they were made. Um, but Season of the Witch and Monkey Shines got a good 15 years between them. And, you know, two very different types of films. So I'm, I'm, I'm very, very excited for this. Yeah, and like like you mentioned, Season of the Witch versus Monkey Shines. That's two. There's gonna probably be a couple of folks that hasn't seen either one of them. So hopefully, yeah. Yeah, that's the point. Hopefully, really, we we challenge people, we uh, guilt trip people into finally watching some of this stuff. So it's it's worth watching. Dan, is there any film on here that I you've only seen once? Uh, hang on. Actually, I've only watched There's Always Vanilla once. Do you have the box set from yeah. Arrow? Yes, there's always, you know, uh, no, I, I don't have, I just got the crazies from the set. Well, Vanilla is on Tubi. Yeah. yeah. Vanilla's I'm one of the ones on Tubi. I think the whole box set's on Tubi. Yeah. I watched Night of the Living Steelers the other day. Mm. on YouTube. It popped up on my recommended list, and I realized I hadn't watched it, so I watched it. It's on YouTube? It was a good watch. Yeah, it was a good watch. Okay. I released it not that long ago. I think it was yesterday. Uh, NFL Network. Yeah, George uh, Romero's in it, and 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 he narrates it. Mm-hmm. 
But it's a it's if just sports fans, it's a cool documentary too. I mean, when you think of George, you think of the Steelers. Yep. Yeah, I, I really appreciate that the NFL Network did that. It was just a little bit of a reach, you know. They were it was like we just want to do something on Romero, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, I'll take what I can get. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Yep. What's 150 minute mark? Did we just cross? Yeah, we're at the two and a half hour mark. Are we, we're not going to get. Oh, is he just saying we're almost as long as the uh, extended? I, I think so. I think that's what he's going for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, that, that's pretty I much got, it. I got I chill. Trying to get a studio. Hey, Pam. Pam, are you going to narrate our our day uh, audio play? She can't hear you. Eric's going to narrate a audio drama. Yes, I suppose I am. Yes. All right. Yes. <laughs> screaming babies. I'll have. I, I live in the house of screaming babies. So. <laughs> yeah, Pam. Pam does a lot of reading of stories for daycare, especially in the quarantine. She's been doing Facebook videos, so she's been reading a lot. So I think I think Pam will be a great addition to to having a female narrator for such a dark and bleak film. I think it'll add a different uh, level to what we're doing. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Matthew says hi, Pam. Hi, Matt. <laughs> yeah, and so we're just going over the film bracket. We're going to pick the best George Romero movie based on the WGON fan. Yeah, she's she yeah she's she probably knows what anxiety inducing bracket you know which part of that bracket is going to cause me the most anxiety. It's all Eric's fault. Yep. <laughs> Well, it's sure to stir up a lot of interesting conversation. Uh, and, you know, again, it's going to get somebody to watch Bruiser. So your, your watch job Bruiser. is to, Yeah. <laughs> You've seen it, Dan, right? Yeah. Right? Yes. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm went to watch Mr. I was, I was looking for art material the other day. I wanted to draw Mr. Rogers gets a tonsillectomy, and I can't find it online. Mm. It used to be on YouTube a while ago, and I wish I'd downloaded it. Was on there, but yeah. Oh, it's off! You're kidding. Yeah. So. It seemed like it was only on for a hot minute. Oh yeah, and if anybody's got any ideas or wants to send me screen caps, please, please, please. Like I, I love, I love that stuff. So yeah, anybody's got any images you want me to send, pictures you want me, you'd love to see me do or anything. Yeah, please, please hit me up. I, I thought about at one point I'd talk to Ramona and and, and a couple. of the folks about maybe donating some of the art to the George Romero Foundation. I give them a shout, and uh, maybe some to Kevin and them at, at the museum. Just you know, in case there's some fans that have found me on the internet and they maybe come to the museum and see it there, and if I can help them out, you know. Yeah, All anything right. that helps. Yeah, anything. All right, I guess we're going to go ahead and wrap it up for this week's live traffic report. But uh, we should be back in another couple weeks with more of. Uh, I don't know, more of what, hopefully we'll have more news on the rescheduled Living Dead weekend. So let's start making our travel plans and, uh, you know, we'll maybe be in, in the clear a little bit more from this COVID-19. Yeah. Let's situation. hope. I know, I know a lot of places are open up. People are getting, getting a little antsy and, and I get it. I understand, but you know what? Watch some George Romero movies. Get yourself ready for when this bracket goes live because we're going to, we're going to talk about them. 
you know, we're going to, we're going to give a little bit of analysis. We're not going to vote ourselves on lot, uh, you know, on the, on the traffic reports, but we're going to, we're going to talk about them a little bit more in depth and, you know, again, have a little fun with it. You know, who, who knows mm-hmm. what's going to happen? You know, what season of the witch might come out on top? You never know. Any of you artists out there watching, make some damn art and let me see it. I, I love seeing, I love seeing shit, man. Anything Romero related. Uh, yeah, I love, I love seeing something new pop up. Yeah. Dan's got some wall space left. I saw there helping fill up his walls. <laughs> damn right. <laughs> well, thanks for inviting me on guys. No problem. Yeah. We'll have thanks to do it again. On. We'll have to, yeah, we'll have to do, yeah, no uh, maybe, maybe next time I'll do like a live drawing or something as we're, as we're talking next time, I might do that. For Bob you. Ross style. I like it. There you go. There you go. Yeah, that's right. We'll, put some, we'll draw some happy blood here and we'll draw a little happy zombie here. Do <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well thanks. Thanks Daniel for joining us. Thanks everybody for coming out and uh, we'll yeah, see man. you in a couple weeks. Alright guys, see you soon. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.